This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Rick, Jill, and Smokestack having fun with a world gone crazy. So uh, Trump won in Iowa by a margin that hasn't been seen in 15 years. Moreover, he has the highest results of any presidential candidate ever that's not an incumbent. And how are people handling that, Rick? Well, Governor J.B. Prickster of Illinois, who uh, is trying to destroy the Second Amendment, just a side note there, um, said this about how weak Trump is. I mean, this is the most famous Republican. He's the guy who, you know, basically built the modern Republican Party, the MAGA Republican Party that Democrats are running against. And half the people in that party didn't vote for Donald Trump. So I think that is telling. It tells you the weakness of Donald Trump and also the opportunity for Democrats. Because in the end, look, uh, if the base doesn't turn out for Donald Trump in the general election enthusiastically, and Democrats turn out its base. This is all about, you know, independents. And independents don't like Donald Trump. Well, that's not true because he's leading with independents by double digits. I mean, he, this guy, look, they're going to lie. They're going to say anything they can. I'm going to play you stuff this morning. I told you, the media lies by omission. But now they're getting back into fabrication, which is the worst kind of lie to tell. And they're doing it. But, I mean, that right there, complete lie. Because they're so desperate. They're it's, so desperate. It's like half the people didn't even vote for Trump. Uh, if you look at the numbers, he See, beat all the other candidates combined. A lot of Americans, and I'm, I feel the same way, feel like the fix is in. Like, we see it coming. You know, with the mail-in ballots, which mm-hmm. are unnecessary at this point. France did away with mail-in ballots after Good. COVID. Said no more. Too much fraud. Don't need an ID to vote. What's that about? All these legal cases thrown at Trump. Everything he's faced with, you know, it's it's all crap. Oh, you, how do you say that? You're not a lawyer, any Okay, you know what? Common sense. So why do they want to get this guy so bad? Because they know he's going to win. You know, we need some serious change in this country or things are going to... We're not going to have a country left. I know I say that all the time, and after a while it's like uh, the word racism. It has no power, but it's true, and we still have to internalize that and realize what we're going to lose here because there's nowhere else to go. Even on spoof television like SNL, and they're big liberals on SNL, they even know he's going to win. They did a skit the other day, and they were like, something, something, blah, 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 when Trump becomes president. And someone looked at him and goes, when? He goes, dude, you know he's going to win. It was like, they 
they know it, and they're so desperate to keep it from happening. Well, I think they'll do anything to keep it from happening. And you might be sitting there election night and see what I saw in 2020. And I know, election denier! Well, I don't know. I have good company. Hillary Clinton, uh, Stacey Abrams. I can go on and on, the election deniers on the Democrat side. But, you know, we never, we never ever put those on TV. We don't want you to know about that. You just forget about it. Because you've got a lot of things on your mind. Your kids, what cookies you're going to buy at Aldi's, you know. But, you know, people see Trump as the only way. Because who else has the balls to get the job done? And who else is not bought And who else wouldn't have backed down already? Right? Nikki Haley, I'm sorry. I know there's a lot of fans of Nikki Haley, but she's bought. Yeah. No, she's definitely owned, like, military companies own that lady. She didn't go from being a, you know, nobody to a bazillionaire overnight suddenly. So let's go to the rats on MSNBC, because that's what they are. These people are racist rats. Joy Reid is a racist, and uh, what's, what's the dude's name? The guy on MSNBC? Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, you're the handsome guy? Rachel Maddow. Oh. oh. She's she's not a racist. She doesn't come off as a racist, but she is a, wow, she's a superb liar. And the people that love her love her, and they buy everything she says, even though half of it's crap. So this is as low as it gets. Yesterday on MSNBC, this super a-hole said this about Trump, and, and Trump did a pretty nice speech after the Iowa win. Mm-hmm. But this is what she said, representing her network, by the way. At this point in the evening, the projected winner of the Iowa caucuses um, has just started giving his victory speech. Uh, We will keep an eye on that as it happens. Uh, We will let you know if there's any news made in that speech, if there's anything noteworthy, something substantive and important. Um, The reason I'm saying this is... Of course, there is a reason that we and other news organizations have generally stopped giving an unfiltered live platform to remarks by former President Trump. It is not out of spite. It is mm-hmm. not a decision that we relish. It is a decision that we regularly revisit. Um, and honestly, earnestly, it is not an easy decision. But there is a cost to us as a news organization of knowingly broadcasting untrue things. That is a fundamental truth of our business and who we are. And so his remarks tonight will not air here live. We will monitor them um, and And let you know about any news that he makes. That's what she means. We'll edit them to see as we see fit and we'll let you hear what we want you to hear. Edit. They're not going to play it at all. And I love that they're like, well, we don't want to put untrue things out there. Please run back your old Dr. Fauci uh, interview. Oh, any of that stuff. What or, a, or find the clips where you're wait a minute. the vaccine that works. Coinky dink. I take you to some examples of Rachel Maddow's untrue things over the past few years. Watch. Now we know that the vaccines work well enough that the virus stops. Yeah, there you go. You want some more? Not true. Continue. Every vaccinated person. What I have here uh, is a copy of Donald Trump's tax returns. He paid uh, $38 million, looks like $38 million in taxes. Ahead of that meeting, they knew it was the Russian government. Ahead of that meeting, the president's son, according to this new reporting, was informed, hey, the Russian government has dirt on Hillary Clinton. But there's a cost to saying untrue things. 
every one of those things were untrue, and she said them, and she's the biggest liar in the media. Neg- oh, I can think of a couple of others, too. I mean, Chuck Todd, he's tolerable, but then uh, there's a ton of them. And and one of the most interesting, this is something I was when I was looking for the Rachel Maddow audio, I came upon this. I never heard this before. This is while Trump was president. Okay. So apparently the writers, and I don't know the exact, forgive me if I don't have the exact details, but somehow the writers got a Melania speech and a uh, Michelle Obama speech mixed up. Uh, either they, uh, there was no plagiarism charges or nobody said anything, but it was a mix up. And Trump spoke about it without telling Melania at the, uh, it was a fancy dinner. He was wearing a tux. But listen to this. This is typical. You know, the president told me to stop whining, but I really have to say the media is even more biased this year than ever before, ever. You want the proof? Michelle Obama gives a speech and everyone loves it. It's fantastic. They think she's absolutely great. My wife, Melania, gives the exact same speech. And people get on her case. And I don't get it. I don't know why. And it wasn't her fault. Stand up, Melania. Come on. She took a lot of abuse. Yeah. Isn't that something? That's a true story. So uh, Michelle Obama does the speech. Melania does the same exact speech. She gets eviscerated uh, on the speech she did. It was the same speech that Michelle Obama did. What is wrong with- Did she get eviscerated for copying the speech? No, no. For for the speech itself. Oh, like the contents of the speech? Yeah. Oh, but nobody noticed that she did the same one? No, it was discovered later. I don't know exactly. Exactly how it all went down, but it, I can it was see them it, going, "Hey, that's not even your speech." No, I wasn't and being upset about that, but no, it wasn't that at all. It was an honest mistake, and I think that wasn't that wasn't even the, the subject matter. Is she did the same speech, and the way the difference with the way the media treated her? I mean, it's unbelievable. It's true. It's what's going on. We're under the we're under an umbrella of propaganda constantly in this country, and that's the way communism starts. Oh, and it's going to get worse too, dude. You see that internet thing they're trying to run through? What now? Oh, they're, they're trying to have, like, control over the internet, where the government is going to be in charge of what you're able to access. Like China? Yeah, kind of like China. You mean the net neutrality thing, or is this something yeah, different? Kind of, but they've rolled it in with other stuff, so you don't notice it. Don't see it? When is that? What, why didn't I get a hold of it? I think of- the 26th is supposed to be a thing. Let me check. A but I saw like- that and was like, whoa, wait, how come this isn't news? No one's talking about this. I'm like, yeah, shh, shh, Okay, your assignment, should you accept it, is to get that story. Yeah, it's just another one of those like spooky little propaganda things that you're like, wait a second. How come nobody's t- saying anything? Okay, so you, I think you can get that story, right? Yeah. Yeah? Have you been smoking marijuana? He's I mean, like, yeah, but I could still get the story. Okay, <laughs> all right, just checking. Uh, former President Donald Trump also appears to be warming up to the idea of uh, VP Vivek Ramaswamy. Well, Smokestack called it, didn't you? I told you they were chanting it. Yeah, that's that would be so powerful. That guy, I love that guy. Wow, that would be something. But if you know, if you're talking to Joy Reid, there's no way that he could be VP because you know racism. Oh, because of the color of his skin. Yeah. But wait, didn't they pick the vice president this time because of the color of her skin? Yeah. Okay, I was just wondering. Yeah, but you know, it's different then. 
somehow. Oh, is it? Why? Because she has a vagina? I don't know. Oh, right. Rice University has been mocked in recent days for offering a course titled, Are You Ready for This? <laughs> Lessons in Taylor Swift. No, it's Harry worth... Potter potions. No. Okay. Afrochemistry. No one said that. Who said that? Hey, University, Rice University. Afrochemistry? Yeah, it's under the umbrella of the study of black life matter. Get it? Pretty clever, though. I, oh, that is, that's actually very clever. It addresses the inequities in chemistry and chemical education. The inequities in chemistry. I thought chemistry was, no pun intended, pretty black and white. I thought it was like, chill. This is like, this is what? It's a fits. <laughs> but the thing is, is I don't think parents realize what's actually going on in colleges. Yeah, you hear the words, you hear us talk about it, and you may once in a while hear it on the uh, fake news media. But the thing is, they're not teaching your kids anything useful. All they do is spend time teaching them how to hate this country, mm. how to divide us, and how to make your kids miserable human beings. So by the time they get out, they're nothing more than activists yelling at, in front of some bonfire. But you're not that the bonfire, unless it's cold out. Afrochemistry just makes me think hair product. Yeah, it's posted in the Rice University Spring 2024 course schedule. Mm. This is no joke. Students will apply chemical tools. This is the description. Students will apply chemical tools and analysis to understand black life in the U.S. And students with uh, will implement African-American sensibilities to analyzing chemistry. Well, that's How what I'm saying. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. Chem chemistry is pretty cut and dry. It's like either is or it isn't. So that's why I was wondering how you're relating that to... Are you talking about chemistry and how it affects black culture? Or is that the purpose of the course? asking me like I know? I don't know. This is ridiculous. This is ludicrous. It's, uh, you know... I don't. I just don't understand what the two have... There is there a... What's the correlation? Well, here we go. Let me just read you what it says about the course. Diverse historical and contemporary scientists, intellectuals, and chemical discoveries will inform personal reflections and pro uh, proposals for addressing inequities in chemistry and chemical education, the university wrote to describe the class. The class will implement African-American sensibilities to analyze chemistry. There it goes again. Really doesn't give a description. Yeah, what about so Italian vague. chemistry? Can we have some of that? Yeah, what kind of different sensibilities should I be applying to my chemistry? To the Italian chemistry, well, you know, gravy. You should have some gravy. I, I, I kind of figured it was always the have same. some cheese around. I'm maybe a wheel of Parmesan. I'm trying to really. How about Cuban chemistry? I like Cuban chemistry. Arroz con pollo. Is this again? I know you probably don't know the answer, but I, I'm just trying to work it out in my brain as I'm saying it. Is this how chemistry affects or the inequity of like their culture? Like, were there black people that wanted to be chemists but they weren't able to be chemists because they are black? I'm confused at the at what the course exactly is teaching. Well, so is me. <laughs> so, you know, but Gutfeld straightens it out for us. It's a brainwash, and it can be applied anywhere, and basically it argues against any kind of achievement because you're constantly blaming anybody who is successful as if they took it from you. DEI pretends to be an earnest effort, right? But it really was just a corporate play to counter accusations of greed. Like for every $25 million bonus the CEO gets, he starts another equity effort. But it ends up hurting the bottom line. If you're a shareholder, you can't abide by a company that puts 
you know, profit draining over profit making. I mean, you look at Bud Light, you look at Disney, you look at Victoria's Secret. The consultants and race hustlers are the only people that make money. Nobody else does. You have to understand that equity is the opposite of equality. It picks losers and winners, uh, independent of skill, achievement, or experience. It's, it's equality from above, which means coercion. You have to get everybody down to do the same so the standards are lower because individuals are individuals. They're, they have different skills and sets. That's why you have equality of opportunity. Equity is the opposite. And what he's saying is uh, the, the course that came down at Rice University is all part of their DEI program, right. which is diversity, Which equity, every college has, I feel now. And inclusion. Well, that's their main thrust. So uh, what I'm, Jill's questions, I may be able to answer one because I'm beginning to understand when Gutfeld spoke there, what he means is it's probably a watered down, easier, lower the bar standard of teaching chemistry because, you know, in their head, that's it's funny because they're being racist. Say, isn't and that it, racist and insulting? Of course it is. Insulting to any race that they choose, but they chose black at that point because that seems to be the fancy one to pick right now. But it is insulting. If I were black, I'd be totally mortified to know that our university is lowering the standards and preparing courses because, gee, we're too stupid to understand that important, that very complicated chemistry stuff. So I can go to this course where they teach you how, uh, you know, chemistry is actually racist because they make it too complicated for you. I mean, it's like with everything, that's what critical race theory is about. You're born black, you're born disadvantaged, and you need help from the government. You're born white, you're a white supremacist. From the minute you start crying and taking your first breath. So, let's talk about UFOs. Okay. So, you know what? This is getting really, really scary. I mean, I'm serious. I'm, I, I don't, this stuff, I used to believe in it, like, I thought it was, wow. And then I watched X-Files and I go, yeah, that's the way, yeah. And then over time, I was like, Okay, I'm sick of the grainy photos. I'm sick of the bull crap people come out and talk about it and they're always, you look at them and you go, okay, this guy's been drinking or it's mm -hmm. something. And, you, you know, I lost faith in, in that there's actually UFOs or even like the spirit world. You know, I, used to, I still watch all the paranormal shows. Right. But now the UFO thing is becoming a little real because another whistleblower has stepped forward. And, Where's this person from? And there's hearings going on right now what? today in Congress <gasps> that you know much of nothing about because they, why are they hiding this? Because like, everyone will go crazy and start looking for them and trying to, you know, take me with you. Now, there's a guy out there named Jeremy Corbell, an investigative journalist and documentary filmmaker who's featured in a three-part series uh, talked talking about this whole, uh, the two hearings, the one with, what's his name? I can never say his name. Grush, David Grush. Yes. And now this new guy who remains unnamed at the moment because they're having closed door hearings on this. Oh. But they're talking about the UFOs and then all of a sudden out of nowhere, lawmakers, start, congressmen start to chime in. Why is the military and the government not just being honest with us? Why are they overclassifying it? Why aren't they being transparent? They keep telling us they don't exist, but they block every opportunity for us to get a hold of the information to prove that they do exist. And we're gonna get to the bottom of it, dadgummit, whatever the truth may be. We're done with the cover-ups. Doug Gummit. Doug Gummit. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, and then uh, John Kirby. John Kirby spoke about this as well, which is... Some of these phenomena, we know, have already had uh, an impact on our training ranges. For You know, when pilots are out trying to do training in the air and they see these things, they're not sure what they are, and it can have an impact on their ability to perfect their skills. There's something our pilots are seeing. Yes. Gummit. Dot gummit. What do we know about these some things that 
pilots are seeing that I guess are interfering even with training missions. And this is Jerry Corbell, the guy who's got the three-part documentary series that's coming out. You can watch it. Go ahead, Jer Jeremy. Well, our government knows a lot about them, but the public does not. Mm -hmm. and, and the issue is really, it doesn't matter where these machines are from. We know they outpace, outmaneuver, and overperform any of our weaponry. We know they're not China. We know they're not Russia. We know they're not ours. So what we're looking to do is avoid strategic surprise. It doesn't matter where UFOs are from. What matters is we don't have a 360 view of what's going on in our airspace for the safety of our pilots, but also for the safety of America. So that's what this hearing is about this unprecedented hearing unlike anything that has ever come before now have you seen that in the news anywhere well he's trying to say basically we can't beat it we can't beat it we can't fight it and we're just trying to prevent that from getting out so people don't panic because if there is an attack we can do nothing about it nothing now they're talking about uh how these things fly and this guy jeremy really does the best description i've ever heard he says they've observed objects going a thousand miles an hour right and they hit the water and they don't slow down. It's like a thousand miles an hour in the air, hit the water a thousand miles an hour under the water and without going. taking it. They have no no matter in their way. The density doesn't matter. They penetrate it. Then the other thing he made, the other point he made, I don't know if it's in this next clip or not, so it'll be a little redundant, but they can make a right hand or a, a 90 degree turn mm -hmm. in instantly. If a human was in that capsule, he would be completely turned into mush. Yeah, you, the, your body can't handle that. No, it's it's the insanity they have already have on video. So it's pretty real. And we don't have the technology anywhere in the world like that. Well, a lot of the skeptics are saying, well, this is just this is new technology that's coming from China or Russia and Congressman uh, Burchett had a really good retort to that claim. If Russia owned it, we, they wouldn't be battling in Ukraine. It'd be over. China, they would control us. Even They pretty much do now, but even more so. It's either something from that's extraterrestrial or something that we, that we have in our skunk works and listen to the pilots. It defies all of our laws of physics. The human body would not be able to stand the pressure from this thing. It, it's, it's beyond belief. Dadgummit. <laughs> so that's going on this weekend. Uh, we'll give you what we can when we find out next week about what the results were of their uh, little closed door meeting. Does but, anybody uh, have a Will Smith's number or Jeff Goldblum's? Right. Randy Quaid's? Anyone's? No? Randy Quaid is the one I want. He's the one who got it done. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right? Uh, finally, f okay, remember, Georgia is the most dangerous case against Trump because it's a state case and there's no pardoning going on there. It's the case uh, involving him calling up some representatives in Georgia and saying, hey, can you find some more votes? That's all it was. That's all this is. Apparently, him doing that, as Trump does, is uh, uh, an indictment was produced because now he's uh, trying to overturn an election. He's trying. It's an insurrection, basically, is what there's. Everything's an insurrection with these people. So anyway, in the state where this is obviously on TV probably every day, and then, of course, Fannie Willis, uh, you know, banging this guy offshore from her office. She's having sex with a married man who she picked to be, what, the prosecutor? Yeah, the prosecutor for the Trump case, and pay, paid him like three times as much as the experienced prosecutors in her office that have experience in RICO cases. She paid this guy who basically does traffic court. Because she's banging him. That seems legit. Exactly. So uh, you figure in Georgia, Trump would go negative. Well, guess what? poll just came out. Trump is leading 45% to 37% in Georgia. Oh. Can uh, Joy Reid say that Georgia's full of old white Christians as well? Because that's uh, no. what she said about Iowa. It's just old white Christian people. Don't she worry about them. She won't mention that at all, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, in Georgia, he also wins from black voters. 
black Republicans or black independents. Joy Reid won't talk about that. It's the white Christian people. Yeah. Uh, 62% in Georgia have a negative view of Biden's job performance. And I think people are just getting smarter and starting mm-hmm. to see the lightest of what's going on. He's persecuting his opponent. That's what's going just like in a third world country. But again, it's just a poll. It's just one poll. Well, because you know, if 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 we have a Biden-Trump matchup again, if Biden runs, there's going to be a lot. They, I think they know that they are going to lose because people that voted for Biden once don't want to vote for him again. And if their only other person to vote for is Trump, they might come over to the other side. However, if they, they do the old swisheroo and put somebody in Biden's place, like a Newsom, or a Michelle Obama is what people are saying, but I don't believe that one. But uh, then they have a chance of winning because yeah. now people that don't want to vote for Biden don't have to vote for Biden, but they don't have to vote for Trump either. Yeah. Well, we'll see. And again, everything we speculation and it's a poll poll. You saw what happened in Iowa. They thought Nikki Haley was coming in second. No, it's yeah. not so it's just a poll. This election cycle is so confusing. One poll says Biden's winning. One poll says Biden's losing. I don't know what's what. Now there's help with the new poll poll. What's the poll poll? It's the poll that lets you know which poll is the best poll based on all the polls. Well, this poll says DeSantis is beating Nikki Haley. Let's check the poll poll to see if that poll is a poll you should pay attention to. Hmm, it looks like that poll is the eighth most accurate poll out of all the polls that we polled. Ah, that makes sense. Yes, the poll poll is your go-to poll for the, wait, this just in, a poll 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 has just named this poll poll (laughs) commercial the best poll poll commercial when it comes to poll polls. Is that good? I think so. The poll poll. Figure out which poll is the best poll with the poll poll. Try it today. The Rick Stacy Morning Show with Jill and Smokestack. I call that a lose-lose-lose. Streaming right Right now on 1059sunnyfm.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. The Rick Stacy Morning Show with Jill and Smokestack. So wake up, people. Having fun with the world gone crazy. Crazy Talk brought to you by All Electric Services. All right, so do you remember the Gilgo Beach serial killer? Yeah. Rex Herman. He was charged with the murders of uh, three sex workers in Gilgo Beach in New York. 
And then, remember they got the DNA off of the energy drink that his daughter had, and she threw it in the trash, and they got it, and they're like, we got him. This was years later. Well, now, prosecutors in New York have released a batch of new evidence yesterday in the case of the alleged Gilgo Beach serial killer. Because you remember, he was charged with three counts of murder, and then there was like a fourth murder that they couldn't really tie him to. Mm -hmm. They had the evidence, but they didn't have the technology to process the evidence in the way it needed to be. Well, listen to this. Nuclear uh, DNA uh, existed in the hair since they were first recovered in 2010. Uh, And now the, the science has caught up. So basically, new evidence led to a fourth charge. So they did charge him with the fourth murder. Mm -hmm. Um, The remains of Megan Waterman, Amber Costello, and Melissa Bartholomew were found um, in a desolate spot along near the ocean by Gilgo Beach. This was back in 2010. And then the new DNA evidence is being linked to the fourth body that was found around them in the same area. Her name was Maureen um, Bernard Barnes. She disappeared in 2007. So the prosecutor said in court filings that the murders of all four victims occurred at times, obviously, when his wife and his daughter were out. Remember, we said he's married and kids. How's he being a serial killer? How do they not know? If they were out of town, that's when he would do these things. Mm -hmm. And then, didn't his daughter work for him? Remember on his company website, and we went on the company website, and her picture was removed and everything. I think they were trying to protect her. And then they went to the home. The thing that got me is when the detectives went to the home to be like, hey, remember the Gilgo Beach serial killings? And they're like, yeah. They're like, yeah, by the way, that was your dad. Yeah, I remember By the way, that. that was your husband. And the detective said the look on their face and the way they acted was not of two people in the know. They uh, they had no clue that it was well, him. could you imagine? No, I can't. What That's- would you do if somebody called you and said, I know you don't know who I am, but your husband is assassin? That wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> and let me guess, you want to know about my car's extended warranty too? <laughs> Click. So Alec Baldwin, this is strange, but okay, maybe smart if you're a famous person. I can't really decide. He's trying to sell his Hamptons mansion. Um, I guess he's been trying to sell it since September 2022 with no luck. Um and I guess nobody's taken any bites. I don't know if they've had open houses. So they reduced the price by $10 million. But Alec Baldwin made a video <laughs> himself trying to sell his own home, like a real estate video of him pimping his house out. I bought this house back in 1995. Uh, I put this addition on on the eastern side of the property in 1996. And my wife, Ilaria, and I built this addition on the western side of the property in 2014. We've got about 10,000 square feet here. Now, the best part is the video only shows the outside of the house. So right. if you, you don't get to see the inside of the house on the video he shows. Like, I feel like if you're doing the video and you're there and you're standing in front of your Hamptons house and everyone's like, wow, look at that pretty view. Hey, there's Alec Baldwin. There's a house. Then move on over into where you can still hear your voice and you're doing the voiceover, but you're showing video of the home inside. I mean, I'm not I'm not a video creator of <laughs> for real estate companies, but I would think that would be better. I've had a home out here on the east end of Long Island uh, since 1982. Uh, when I was younger, we'd come out here and we'd sleep all morning and lay on the beach all day. Uh, when you're young, this place is the best. Must be nice. It's a seven-bedroom home, 10-acre lot, comes with a movie theater, a library, a wine-tasting room, an outdoor pool, and even a spa. Jeez. And you could lay where Alec Baldwin used to lay and roll around. <laughs> what would you do with a house like that? I mean, I mean, seriously. I feel like that would be... This is just me personally. If I don't have enough people to fill it, let's say it's just me and Harold and Elliot, and there's seven bedrooms. 
my brain is going to go to, well, you, to you horror have, movies. But you have to clean everything. Right. You I wouldn't mean, let somebody come in if you were that rich. I, I, it depends. If I mean, if I have nobody living in five of the rooms. You let migrants in there? They ask you? Wow, Jill. I don't know. I don't I don't know. I don't have the kind of money, but you don't know. Just say no. It's okay. No, I mean I don't know because my brain is still trying to answer the first question. This is not I'm, a sanctuary house. Well, no. if, you, if you have that much money, you gotta spend it on real estate or some kind of investment where you know or all wait, your taxes eat I'm you up. I'm going down a specific road. I'm saying that if I'm at home with just Harold and Elliot and say Elliot's doing something and Harold's out and I'm alone in a house with seven bedrooms and it's me by myself, I'm gonna wonder the whole time. The call's coming from inside the house. That's all I'm going to be thinking of. Really? Is somebody in one of these other rooms? Did somebody sneak into my house? Are they upstairs? It's too much space. It's too much. You want to be able to, the criminals are I right want to be front. able to know where everything is in the house and if somebody's in, I need it. The walls need to be closer in. So, you know, the universe is listening to you, so you'll never be in anything bigger than 800 square feet. You well, I'm in 2,400 square feet. I'm that's fine with that. Okay, well, that's going to be though. it. That's it. No more. I just think. You're counting the patio? Yes, I am. Oh, no, you can't do that. <laughs> Why? Because you don't, you don't live, live in the patio. I go out there a lot. Yeah, but you don't live there. Yeah, I go, I go to so 7-Eleven a lot. It doesn't, I can't well, count you don't, No, but that's not attached to your house. You go downstairs so on the sidewalk, you, you don't his, own that. Would what? you count his patio of his house, no. his property? No, they can't count patio square footage. Yeah, I don't count my patio. I ain't putting any furniture in there. You don't anyway, put furniture on your patio? I mean, outside of that, but nothing you'd want to sit on. So, so, uh, but I mean, yeah, but you'd have like acres, right? Much, it's just too much. Now, if I lived in farmland and the house was modest and I had a bunch of land where I could have horses and animals, that's different. Yeah. Because, because my those own, aren't haunted. Well, my own And if you scream, nobody can hear you me. because you're so far from the entrance. It's okay. <laughs> uh, that's different though. I just oh. think if I had a huge home in the Hamptons with seven bedrooms and I didn't need all seven bedrooms. There's criminals hiding in all those there's bedrooms. There's something in one of the rooms. Every one of them. Somebody, some, there's a spirit in one of them. There's something under a bed somewhere. Somebody can sneak in and hide easily and I would never but find them. But not in a dilapidated house in the middle of 70 acres and some farming property in the middle of nowhere at night when just it's thundering. Excuse, what makes you think I'm living in a dilapidated house? Why wouldn't it be a pretty house? Because it's a farmhouse. It has to have a little wrinkle to Lots it. Lots of farmhouses are pretty. Eh. Hmm. I don't know where I'm sure they're visit. pretty, but they gotta have a. Li- they gotta be warped in the middle a little bit. You're warped in the middle a little bit. I am. Hey, um, do you remember Shannon Doherty? Absolutely. From 90210. Yep. Um, she, unfortunately, she has got cancer, and she's had it repeatedly. It's returned. She's had surgery. It's, it's a very sad story. Um, and she's, I think, made peace and tried to prepare herself, uh, on the fact that she, she may die. Oh, she's going to die. It's everywhere. It's everywhere. Yeah. And I think that's something that's kind of hard. Um, once you accept it, then you just start making the plans and you've made your peace with the reality that you have a, a horrible terminal illness. Um, and so she was talking about her funeral. Do you ever think about your funeral? Do you ever think about if you funeral. die, what your funeral no, will be like? No, I don't like? have a funeral. You're not going to have a funeral? Nah, why? Why am I going to Why am I gonna drag people who don't want to be at a funeral to a funeral? I die, it's done, it's over. Uh, write an article about me in your school newspaper, well, whatever. Jill and I have a big prank planned. Fine, that's <laughs> fine. Do the prank. That what I would enjoy. The funeral isn't for you. It's for people that want to go and pay their respects to you, no? You don't I, want I, anything. Like, have, does Angie? Has, I'm do, not going to tell people what to do. You want to gather somewhere in a park? You're dead. You can't tell anybody anything. Exactly. But, but it, have you given strict rules no. to Angie on what to do after Burn you me. die? Burn me. Me. Here's That's the it. thing. I want you to put a, a small uh, a mechanism inside the casket so I pop up like a jack-in-the-box in the middle of the service. Can you give some of your ashes to smoke so he can roll you up and smoke you? Absolutely. I don't know that I'd do that. <laughs> I might fertilize a plant with him and then do 
that Thanks. route. But. Okay. Well, Shannon Doherty has been trying to decide what to do with her funeral, and she said, um, there's a list of people that I do not want at my funeral. And she said, there's a lot of people I think would show up that I don't want there. There are reasons People are for- grabbing that list right now going, am I on there? Am I on yeah. there? Oh, good. I don't have to go. She said, the <laughs> reasons for showing up aren't necessarily for the best reasons. Like, they don't really like me, but they'll show up because it's the politically correct thing to do and they don't want right. to look bad. I get that. She uh, said, I want my funeral to be like a love fest. I don't want people crying or people privately being like, thank God that bitch is dead now. <laughs> <laughs> she also said that she wants to be cremated and she wants her ashes mixed with her dog's ashes and her Ooh. dad's ashes. Wow, Weird. what a mess. I, I just, I don't know. That seems like a... And with technology now, you could probably do some sort of AI face scan. So everybody who walks into the funeral, like, bam, bam, you really think you're allowed to come here? Get out. Bam, bam. He really liked you. Sit in the front. Right. <laughs> bam, bam. Uh, Miss America was actually the other day, and it was oh, at the Dr. Phillips Center right here in Orlando. Yeah, right here at the Happy Gilmore Center. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was in the uh, Walt Disney Theater. And you might, when you think of pageants, you might think... Of people like this. Oh, the best moment ever. 80% of people, no, 60% of people can't tell on a map where their hometown is. And this was their response. I personally believe that U.S. Americans are unable to do so because uh, some people out there in our nation don't have maps. And uh, I believe that our education, like such as in South Africa and uh, the Iraq, everywhere like such as, and... I believe that they should, uh, our education over here in the U.S. should help the U.S. or should help South Africa and should help the Iraq and the Asian countries so we will be able to build up our future. Yeah, thank you very much. Here, put this bathing suit on and shut up. (laughs) Mario Lopez, I still think the best acting he's ever done, I don't care what Lifetime movie, Saved by the Bell, what have you, that's the best acting he's ever done, was after she finished that and he goes, thank you very much, without (laughs) laughing. I was like, okay, now I believe Mario Lopez is a good actor. Thank you, Mario. Is this chicken what I have or is this fish? I know it's tuna, but it it says chicken by the sea. Well, if you're used to people like that being in pageants, you might be in for a real surprise because Madison Marsh was crowned the new Miss America 2024 at the Dr. Phillips Center. What state Um, was she? I forget what state she was. Utah, I think, right? She was... Why doesn't it say here? Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Ah. Um, And she is the... Actually, the first U.S. Air Force officer that was crowned Miss America. She's a U.S. Air Force officer. She's a pilot? Yes. And former Wisconsin cheese queen. And so (laughs) that's pretty amazing thinking about... Backwards, and She's I'm not a fighter pilot. Yes, and I'm not saying wow. that other women didn't have important jobs that have been in Miss America. It's just this is the first person that is, she's a second lieutenant in the U.S. Air Force. That's she's the nice. first active duty Air Force officer to receive the title, and she succeeds. Okay, never. She succeeded Grace. Um, the girl last year that won was mm-hmm. from Wisconsin. I'm not sure where Madison's from. Okay. The girl that won that she replaced for this year is right. from Wisconsin. Right. But she got a lot of people really excited being in the U.S. Air Force. This one very big celebrity, where do you hear this, is so excited about her winning Miss America. And this, you usually don't have this. Um, wants her to be in some of his movies. 
Oh. Coming to theaters, Maverick is back, and he's got a new team member. Tom Cruise and Miss America star in Hot Gun. Hi there. So are you my new wingman? Wing woman, actually. <laughs> wow, I feel the need. The need to get your phone number. <laughs> you won't want to miss the action, the drama, and the romance. Wing woman, watch out. You've got a bogey on your tail. I see him, Maverick. On your tight, cute tail. Maverick, please. On your squeezable tail. Tom Cruise and Miss America star in Hot Gun. You want to play some shirtless volleyball with me? I I don't think so. Please! (laughs) Coming to theaters. I know, it's crazy, right? Crazy talk. (laughs) You stupid idiot, smarty pants, stupid, stupid idiot. Stupid news with Rick, Jill, and Smokestack. All right, so the cops in New York know this guy very well. They keep giving him a break. They don't want to take him in for something so stupid, but it's just getting ridiculous now. He's harassing people in the subway with his pet rats. That's right, pet rats. Yeah, police officers uh, with the MTA found the man at Haymarket Station around 7 p.m. with his rodents, Tom and Jerry. Oh, Oh, cute. Suspect had several outstanding warrants on charges, including failure to register as a sex offender. Oh, oh well, there's well. that. <laughs> Making criminal threats. And now the rats. The man who was not named but described as well-known to cops was arrested while Tom and Jerry were handed to Boston Animal Control, and they were off to uh, happy rat land. Happy rat land. How long do you think they hold those at animal control, especially love, in New York? I love Tom and Jerry. I know you do. Yeah. Love violent cartoons. Tweety you know, Bird. Ren and Stimpy. Yeah. Ren and Stimpy, n- now that I look at it, was way more suggestive than I realized 100%. as a kid. 100%. I'm like, whoa, this was for It was like today's children? SpongeBob-ish. No, I, eh, SpongeBob is now even pretty soft. Well, the writers, the, the original writer's gone. Oh, yeah. After season three, he died and was all just... No, it that. sucks now. Really, Doug. They had so much adult humor on there. It was so much fun to watch. Ren and Stimpy was like, whoa, you... Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go to St. Louis for a minute. Demetrius Kirksey uh, was taken into custody. Here's what happened. Uh, they had a 911 call from a Waffle House. Bystander heard sounds like a woman screaming in distress. But she was actually screaming in... What's the word? Orgasmic tones. I don't know. Uh, police were called. They got there in the parking lot. They found Kirksey in the car. Yes! Yes! Yep. Oh. And uh, they were ready to see some woman getting beaten. Turned out it wasn't that at all. It was Kirksey watching porn behind the wheel. Oh. Through a stereo system in the car. Oh, what? what? That's, like, that's, that's too much. The subwoofer really adds to the moans. <laughs> Jill, you weren't there. Maybe it was Successive, fun. don't you think? Do you need surround sound for that? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh, my bad. Left speaker, right speaker. Okay. After uh, running the license plate, they found the car had been stolen. Kirksey had a gun on him. That tied him to a robbery that just happened. Uh, by the way, he's a felon, so <clears throat> makes it even worse. And he had it out. My <laughs> officer, whatever do you mean? All right, so this uh, this guy, Darshan Singh Brer, was being transported to the Indian version of a wake. He was going to be cremated, but before they get cremated in India, they have a big funeral-type celebration. Like mm-hmm. a parade through the town? Well, at this place. He's not an official or anything. He was uh, 80 when he died. He had a chest infection. Family, relatives, and friends gathered for the banquet and then the subsequent cremation. 
But then on the way, because uh, he's last, they bring him in last. He's in the hearse. They hit a pothole, jostled the entire hearse. Oh. And seconds later, his grandson, who was in the car, heard something from the casket. Stop. And he turned around, opened the casket, and there was granddad moving his hand. Hey. I'm not dead yet. Oh, my gosh. Checked his pulse and... Golly! Who do you think it would be scarier for? The person realizing, oh my gosh, I'm in a casket. What happened? Why did you bury me? I'm not dead. Or someone having made their peace with the fact that you're dead and then now you're alive again. No, no, because that could almost be joyous after a certain point. The the waking up in the casket, I'd have nightmares about that. That's why I don't want to be buried. But uh, Waking up in the oven? That's not any better. I'm I'm not going to wake up in the oven. Anyway, so yeah, so uh, a pothole saved his life. Dead gummit. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay. Uh, I lived in Miami for quite a while, and um, there's parts of it I like, but 90% of it is just Miami. Driving there is a nightmare. Yeah, because everybody on South Beach has to go slow to look at the... Uh, no, it's not even South Beach. If you're a crazy driver, you think you're cra- you're here in Orlando, and you think you're a crazy driver. Look, I'm a crazy driver. Look, I'm weaving it out. You're yeah. nothing. You're go hang out at Biscayne. You ain't nothing. Uh, when you get on I-95 and then the Palmetto at the south southern end of I-95, that's where you're just driving to save your life every 10 seconds you're mm-hmm. trying to survive. Some girl got on the Palmetto with a scooter. Oh, I not, saw that not, video. Not a, not, a, not a... Like a riding scooter. Like an electric scooter you no. use to ride around your neighborhood. Like the little, little ones like we have here in town? One. This is the one you stand up on right. with the two wheels yep. and oh, a little handlebar. all over my neighborhood. Yeah. Dude, there's no way, there's no way that this girl is on here right now. Are you serious? <laughs> no way. Only in Dade. No, literally. So the girl gets on uh, the Palmetto and she's headed towards I-95 on a highway with a scooter, with a little tiny scooter, and she cuts this guy off, didn't use a signal. Oh, that's oh. right. There's no turn signal. Were people honking at her and stuff? No, there was no honking. You heard it. Cocaine's a hell of a drug. I don't know, Now, man. let me ask you, being from there, what, what's the difference between- I'm not from there. <laughs> you lived there for a long time. <laughs> what do you think people in New York would do? What do you mean? If this girl was on- Same thing, except the- No, the, you don't think there'd be honking? Yeah, maybe. But maybe. Be, yeah, but the commentary would be different. Yeah. It wouldn't be I like, whoa, be dude, look, on the highway chick with a scooter. No, there'd York be birds be like, and hey, F-words. Hey, what the F you doing over there? Yeah. Move over, dumbass. And that would be more like New York. I can always tell who's from New York when I'm at a red light and the second it turns green, like a millisecond, if I'm not vroom, yeah, from the thing, got, you some, they lay on the horn. Yeah, Are you the me. one that has a pause before the red? See, here's the thing. You're, you're the one, aren't you? Do you, pause, you pause when it turns yeah, green? Stop. No, but my car, I have one of those electric cars that turns off and then so when you step on the gas, it doesn't Why don't you press restart. the button so it doesn't do that? There's a way to turn it off? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. You have to get in the car, turn your car on, and the next thing I do is push that button off. Because it's a big pain in the butt when you're sitting oh, there and it turns stupid. off and then you step on the gas and it starts back up and then you can go. Stupid. What's it stupid for? Just government. Serve? Saving gas, oh, okay. I guess. It's an environmental whack job thing. Gotcha. Yeah. Oh, I'll whack show you when job. we get off. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I always feel like the car, like anytime I've rented a vehicle that does that, I think it's dead at the stoplight and I go to start it again. It's like, I'm like, oh, oh, no, it's on. Okay. Whoops. Yeah, you got to go. Uh, there's a little attachment you can buy for those things. It's like 50 bucks. It's worth it. I'm going to get one. 
New Zealand, a couple got on an airplane, Qantas Airways. They were flying from New Zealand back to Australia. They got on, ready for takeoff. They stuffed all their luggage and their, their pillows underneath the seat. Okay. It's a 10-hour trip from uh, where? From New I Zealand guess? to Australia? That doesn't New Zealand to anywhere is a 10-hour trip, I feel like. Anyway, uh, then the incident happened. What incident? The two Kiwis flew from Bangkok, that's where it was, Thailand to Sydney, Australia, okay. en route to their motherland. Their flight went awry when one of them placed the Qantas pillow on other belongings underneath the seat in front of them. When the aforementioned flyer retrieved his pillow, it was a little damp. So he thought, ah, it's nothing. It's just the air conditioning. So was his duty-free bag with $70 worth of items in it he bought. Also a headphone case, portable neck pillow that he bought in the gift shop. Initially, he said, ah, it's the air conditioning. You know how you get on the boat, on the boat, on the ship, and on the ship. Wow, on you're the in plane, cruise mode. On the, yeah, I am. You get on the plane, and you know this, it's a little warm out, so the plane's air conditioning is steam. Condensation. And all. That's what he thought it was. So mm. uh, after about six hours, they called the uh, air flight, uh, the flight attendant over. She came over, and she was like, what's the problem? She goes, yeah, well, these pillows are a little soggy. So she, he handed the pillows that he's been sleeping on for four hours to the flight attendant. She immediately, I guess it's just instinct when you're a mom, put it to her face. And went, oh, it's pee. Who's pee? So apparently pee? the boy that was in the front seat previous flight oh, but that, took that- a leak into the pillow. The pillow was soaked. Then he put all his stuff on top of the pillow, including his new pillow. That got soaked and then he slept on it. Oh. So Qantas, uh, you know. Did they do it? Did they get yeah, a they, refund or Yeah, they gave him a full refund uh, from the airline. And he said the passengers sat in urine for the entire international flight. You got to give them something. I don't want to <laughs> sit in pee. <laughs> no, that's awful. Yeah, that's the, awful. the pee flight. Oh. Uh, can you imagine? Could you no. not smell it laying on it? Ready to save big on your next flight? I sure am. Do you mind sitting in urine? Um, excuse me? Well, United Airlines can make that <laughs> happen. Yes, our seats are extra roomy and can hold more urine than ever before. That's our promise. I have to sit in urine? You can say that again, and our lavatories are all locked, so you have to urinate in the seat. You have no choice. I flew from Denver to Miami for just 60 bucks. I mean, sure, I had to sit in my own pee-pee, but that's okay. I saved a bundle. I'm just not quite understanding why the urine thing is coming into play. United Airlines with more flights to more destinations and more urine-covered seats than any other other airline. Book your trip today. The Rick Stacy Morning Show with Jill and Smokestack. They're just having fun in a world that's gone cuckoo. 105.9 Sunny FM. Rick, Jill, and Smokestack. Having fun with the world gone crazy. Alrighty then. Uh, Trump is saying some nice things about Ramaswamy. He's a fantastic guy and he's really... Uh, He's got something that's uh, very special because he started off with a Zippo and he's got, he ended up very strong. He did a great job. I was actually surprised when he called because he was doing well. And uh, it's an honor to have his endorsement. He's going to be working with us and he'll be working with us for a long time. I think he's going to be the VP pick. I'm not, uh, that's what Smoke said yesterday. I think he's right. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, right before he did the speech, everybody's chanting VP, VP. And Trump did, you know, fairly nice speech uh, on very unlike Trump uh, when he got the win. I really think this is time now for everybody, our country, to come together. We want to come together, uh, whether it's Republican or Democrat or liberal or conservative. I want to congratulate Ron and Nikki for having a 
a good, a good time together. I think they both actually did very well. We're going to seal up the border. Because right now we have an invasion. We can't have that. It's not sustainable as a country. It's horrible. So I don't want to be overly uh, rough on the president. Yeah, he kept on talking, talked about Biden there. He was uh, trying to be nice. He did say that we're going to, the first thing we're going to do is close the border. And of course, this is just, I mean, look, they're going to say anything, anything at all, as ridiculous as you think it is, don't limit yourself. They're going to say it. Democrats are going to come out. And I'm talking about the media because Trump is not running against Biden. That's done. Mm -hmm. He's not running against Biden. He is running against the media. There's no doubt about it. Here's some examples. First, you what? You know, I get because I get these emails. I had one yesterday. You know, uh, you know, don't you listen to the sources that matter like NBC, MSNBC. I mean, the ones that really they have staff and they have they have sources. I always get that crap from the old timers. So, yeah, MSNBC. You tell me this is a credible news network, and I'll buy you lunch. Somewhere fancy. All maybe, right. Maybe the city grill. They're a credible news network, Rick. Would you like a paper on it? Yeah, but you have to, <laughs> you have to prove it, and you have to prove it with somebody like Rachel oh. Maddow, the mad cow disease lady. Here we oh. go. This is Rachel Maddow. In the history of broadcast television, news television, have you ever heard somebody say this about a, any candidate, even if they didn't like him, that they were not going to let him speak? At this point in the evening, the projected winner of the Iowa caucuses um, has just started giving his victory speech. Uh, we will keep an eye on that as it happens. Uh, we will let you know if there's any news made in that speech, if there's anything noteworthy, something substantive and important. Um, the reason I'm saying this is... Of course, there is a reason that we and other news organizations have generally stopped giving an unfiltered live platform to remarks by former President Trump. It is not out of spite. It is not a decision that we relish. It is a decision that we regularly revisit. Um, And honestly, earnestly, it is not an easy decision. But there is a cost to us as a news organization of knowingly broadcasting untrue things. Really? Really? That comes as a surprise, because I feel like I've heard a bunch from them. Of Rachel Maddow with untrue things? Hmm. I don't know. I'll refer you to Megyn Kelly. I take you to some examples of Rachel Maddow's untrue things over the past few years. Watch. Now we know that the vaccines work well enough that the virus stops with every vaccinated person. What I have here uh, is a copy of Donald Trump's tax returns. He paid uh, $38 million, looks like $38 million in taxes. Ahead of that meeting, they knew it was the Russian government. Ahead of that meeting, the president's son, according to this new reporting, was informed, hey, the Russian government has dirt on Hillary Clinton. But there's a cost saying untrue things. That's right. Now, but that's mm-hmm. not limited to uh, MSNBC. Let's go over to Jake Tapper on CNN. He's not having it either. Remember, Trump just said in his acceptance, acceptance in his uh, winning speech there, he said, uh, we're going to close the border right away because, hey, it's unsustainable. Nine million people. You got Eric Adams, Jeez. a Democrat in New York, complaining. You got Mr. Johnson, the mayor of Chicago, losing his mind. I mean, it's over and over again. Uh, but somebody speaks the truth, and there's a problem here with Jake Tapper. I can't imagine why they think that's a good thing. Donald Trump declaring victory with a historically strong showing in the Iowa caucuses if these numbers hold. 
the biggest victory for a non-incumbent president in the modern era for this contest. A relatively subdued speech as these things go so far, although here he is right now under under my voice. You hear him repeating his anti-immigrant rhetoric. His anti-immigrant rhetoric. Isn't that special? Okay, so he's calling Trump a racist. Trump didn't say legal immigrants or mig- illegal migrants. He said illegal. We cannot allow 9 million people to just... Climb over the border into this country each and every time uh, Biden feels like it. It's just not not sustainable. It, and then Trump said something later that uh, I'll, I'll play that for you later. They got the media riled up where he said that, uh, you know, illegal immigration, illegal immigration is um, you know, diluting the blood of this country. And it is. That's the whole purpose of it. You know, do we have to go over that again. There's nothing wrong with these. I mean, there's a lot of migrants that are coming over here that are not good for us, like the 31,000 Chinese military-age men. Yeah, but, you know, we've been a country of immigration. We're a country full of immigrants, but they're immigrants that have come here legally. There's a process. There's a reason yeah. we have a process and rules for things. Yeah, and, and, and I hate to say, you know, illegal's bad. No one's illegal. Well, when it's written in a law, right, which make it a legal thing, and then they do something against the law that, that is illegal. Yeah. It's it, like if you go in their country, uh, it's worse than illegal. They don't even give you a court date for two years and you end up in a jail. Yeah. I mean, it's not meant to be derogatory. That's just what it is. Yeah. Without borders, there is no country. I know some people would like to see that. But anyway, let's move on because then it gets even worse. Everything is racist. Everything's because of white supremacy. Everything is racist. And you're a Nazi. All right, here we go. So Joy Reid, the head racist at MSNBC. I, you thought it was Rachel Maddow. It's not. She's not the head. She's vice. Everything with Joy Reid is racist. Yep. I, I did not know this, but are you ready for this? The reason Nikki Haley came in third in Iowa is not because, oh, let's see, she's uh, one of those, what do they call that when you're in politics and Washington for too long. You're an, you're a uh, an incumbent. No, no, not incumbent. No, you're a uh, career you're, politician. You're, you're, that's one way. Career politician. I mean, I, uh, liar, uh, cheat, uh, greedy. Um, <laughs> All correct, but not what he's looking for. Uh, want to <laughs> take money from people's pockets? No, 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 you no, no. Do anything you're, you're way off. Dead gamut. Uh, that's right. <laughs> anyway, she's part of the establishment. That's what I wanted to say. Oh. So Joy Reid said it's not it's not because she's part of the establishment. It's not because she's uh, beholden to uh, what was the uh, Lockheed Martin gave her ten million bucks for doing mm-hmm. some none of that. It's because of racism. Oh, of course. Here's the head racist mm-hmm. Joy Reid on Nikki Haley. Hit it. I mean, it, it's the elephant in the room. She's still a brown lady that's gotta try to win in a party that is deeply anti-immigrant and which accepts the notion that you can say immigrants are poisoning the blood of our country. That's what Trump said. And Trump didn't say that. You see, here we go again. Now, remember I told you at the beginning of the show today, I told you it's gone past lying by omission. Now it's lying right to your face with fabrications. Trump did not Mm -hmm. say what she just said. They leave out the illegal part. Just like Jill said, we have no problem with migrants. Do it the right way. My parents were migrants. Most of us, our parents were migrants. Mm -hmm. Immigrants. It doesn't matter. Illegal is the issue here. But they leave that part out. They're lying to you. It's scaring old people to their side. We got to scare more old people to our side. (laughs) Anyway, so she goes on with her little racist rant. She's getting, you know, birthered by Donald Trump. Wait a minute. I just thought of something. I never... 
I never saw Earther? Nikki what Haley. A verb? I never saw Nikki Haley as as a brown person. Me neither. She's very me neither. And then I looked it up. I think she's Indian. She's okay. Well, she, if, I didn't if know you that. look up if you look up Nikki Haley's uh, nationality, it says American. But then when you go to her parents, if you look up her parents, the names sound. Um, so how could I? They don't sound American. So I'm I'm not trying to. I don't know exactly. So, Joy Reid, how can I be racist if I didn't even know that? Didn't even notice the pigment of her skin. Did Joy say the same thing about Ramaswamy or no? No, no. she didn't say anything about Ramaswamy, but mm. uh, Nikki Haley also pretty successful. She's been a governor. She's stayed. I mean, she's been done a lot of stuff. Um, and I don't go, care how much the donor class likes her, which will yeah. ramp up a lot, the better she does in New yes. Hampshire. So it's still a challenge. I don't see how she becomes the nominee of that party with Donald Trump still around. I can't picture it happening. Maybe it could happen. Ron DeSantis his only argument for staying in it is he's the white guy that he can still make the appeal. And I've heard Ron DeSantis say, hey, over here, I'm the white guy. As if that would help you these days. This is such a, she's such a profoundly stupid racist mm-hmm. person. It, only it's, when it suits her purpose, though. What do you mean? That's her purpose well, in life. Uh, Nikki Haley's a brown lady who's having trouble, but not a word about Vivek, who's obviously brown. Maybe it's because she has a vagina. I don't know. No, no, this is all, no. Joy Reid is focused only on one thing: black racism. Mm-hmm. That's all she's. Everything is racist. Everything, exercise, diet, uh, Trump. You know, you name so it. So now, because Nikki Haley, because you know, a lot of people believe that Nikki Haley is like a plant from the Democratic Party. Because if you hear her, what she says and kind of how she forms her her thoughts and her opinions, it's like, wait oh, a no, minute, she's already a puppet. She yeah. didn't start that way, but it happened real fast. Lockheed mm-hmm. Martin was like, quick, put your hand in. All right, uh, we're going to do everything we can for America and then maybe go to war more so we can fill our pockets and then come back. Wow. I mean, it's, uh, look, at there's too much money in that stuff, man. How much do you think each missile costs? Those things are millions of dollars. Well, it's funny. Do you remember DeSantis' ad on Nikki Haley? What you just said reminds me of that. Here's a little flip-flop ad that DeSantis put together. I think that was about six months ago. DeSantis is hitting you for claiming the retirement age is, quote, way, way too low. I have never once said that. But what we do know is 65 is way too low, and we need to increase that. We need to do it according to life expectancy. I never once said Hillary Clinton was an inspiration. I often say that the reason I got into politics was because of Hillary Clinton. I never said government should go and require anyone's name. A huge issue that I'll deal with as soon as I get there is social media. They need to verify every single person on their outlet, and I want it by name. What I have always said is boys going to a boys' bathroom, girls going to a girls' bathroom. But hold on one second. When I was governor, they wanted to bring in a, a... bathroom bill, a transgender bathroom bill, and I strong-armed and said, we are not going to have that in South Carolina. She said the law shouldn't get involved in that. And I just ask you, if you're somebody that's going to be the president of the United States and you can't stand up against child abuse, how are you going to be able to stand up for anything? That That is the truth. I never said that. Yeah, it keeps going and going. So, uh, you know, a little flippity-floppity there, but I guess, uh, you know, that's what happens when you are a uh, establishment 
uh, politician. But anyway, Nikki Haley did respond to Joy Reid in her little racist rant. Joy oh. Reid lives in a different America than I do. I mean, yes, I'm a brown girl that grew up in a small rural town in South Carolina who became the first female minority governor in history, who became a U.N. ambassador, and who is now running for president. If that's not the American dream, I don't know what is. You can sit there and give me all the reasons why you think I can't do this. I will continue mm. to defy everybody on why we can do this, and we will get it done. All yeah, right. but those aren't reasons why you should be the person. Well, whatever. It's like, well, I did this, and I did this. I'm like, that's good for you. What are you going to do for the rest of us? Like, well, <laughs> I love when people do that. They're like, here's the whole thing. I'm like, that, that you don't, Tell me about your policies. But this isn't about Nikki. This is about Joy Reid. At least that's the way I see it. I mean, yeah. you know, um, she, she's a politician. I mean, what do you expect? She's not, mm-hmm. she's not Trump. Uh, Trump's less of a politician now than he was last time he ran. Uh, last time he ran, he was just, uh, he was a good comedian. Little well. Marco, Jeb. And I miss that. I miss that yeah. kind of. But I think he's got to calm down a little bit if he gets the independence. You know, you've got people sure. out there that want to be, you know, decorum is more important than than, than substance, but that's mm-hmm. okay. I think that's one of the reasons he's doing so well right now. I mean, at least compared to last time. Yeah. Last time he skipped maybe one debate. Yeah. No, and I got this time you. he hasn't done any. Like, he's just been keeping such well, a low profile. Why would he do a debate? He was leading by double digits. Hey, uh, did I play the tapper or no? No, you, you, know, you oh, don't oh. ask me about it. Well, just one more moment. Hey, I want to play Jake Tapper because he lined up with everybody else, you know, with, uh, what's her name, Joy Reid and with uh, MSNBC's, uh, the, the dude. What's his name, Rachel? Yeah, this is Jake, Jake Tapper at CNN. I can't imagine why they think that's a good thing. Donald Trump declaring victory with a historically strong showing in the Iowa caucuses if these numbers hold. I didn't play this. The biggest victory for a non-incumbent. I did did play it. I remember being annoying. I'm like, dude, either play Trump or talk. Don't do both. I couldn't remember if you played it off air for me or on air because you were like, look up this for me. So I was listening to it both on and off. All right, moving on. You've noticed the weather's a little cold this morning all of a sudden, like you went to bed. It's going to drop more as the morning goes on. Yeah, severe winter weather is gripping the entire nation. I was about to complain, and then I realized we live in Florida. It's not that bad. Yeah, we're, we're exempt from a whole lot. I mean, people back home, they're in 10 inches of snow right now. Schools are closed. Businesses Sheesh. are closed. Everything for the rest of the week. Now, leading uh, to 2,200 flight cancellations, around 6,800 flight delays. Wow. So if you're headed to the airport, you might want to check your... Your app. Of course, they never tell you on the app. That's what they want you to use. They want to get to the airport so you'll spend money. Well, That's what I thing. believe. There's a new app that's, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, is vague when it comes to airline. I think it's called Flight Tracker. In other words, it's not like a Southwest app or a JetBlue app or a United app. Yeah, Flight it's not, Tracker. So, and you can go on there and it's updated quicker than the actual airlines. So you don't have to sit around and keep checking every 20 minutes. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. that one usually works a little bit better. Yeah. Okay. Not that we have that issue, but top story locally here, and this is just a sad story. First responders responded to a scene of a fatal accident involving an Orange County school bus, and a nine-year-old that didn't make it. It happened at the apartment complex at Wharf Lane, just off uh, 408. Uh, FHP. Here we go. It is absolutely devastating for this family that is here, but also for our investigators that have to investigate this type of scene. He was the last student on the bus headed home after a day at Lawton Childs Elementary School. Troopers say he ran back toward the bus after getting off and crawled underneath. It's going to be extremely tragic for a long period of time and probably for the rest of their lives for what has happened here tonight. Crawled underneath? I don't know why. Um, Kids. I'm, I'm thinking he probably dropped something or realized he was missing something and went back and then... 
Wow. Either way, it's so sad. Jeez. Happened at 4 p.m. According to FHP Crash Report, the bus was stopped in a roundabout within the parking lot of Westford East Apartments, Island Bay Drive. Uh, the kid stepped off the bus. The boy crawled underneath the bus before the right tire of the bus crashed into him. Wow. So we don't know why he went in there. I don't either. That's that's that's, so sad. that's almost a freak accident. I mean, that's like, why would you do that? Yeah. Kind of hard to prevent something so unusual. That sucks. Federal prosecutors urged a judge on Tuesday to reject Hunter Biden's efforts to dismiss the gun charges against him, revealing that investigators last year, ready for this? I'm ready. Found cocaine residue on the holster. Are we surprised? Are we are we acting like we're surprised? Or are we are we not? I give up with this. I really you know, there's some things that just enough is enough. Yeah, I'm like, how how much more evidence do you need? You found an eight ball in the White House. We don't know whose it is and we're not gonna look. Finally, um I, my wife brought home like three months ago these Stanley Cups. One was engraved, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, another another stainless another steel cup. cup. Now, the good thing about this cup, it's slim and it fits in my car thing. Uh, the other ones that I have, the um, what's the one, the Vito? The, the, what's, the, what's, the what's the one everybody's Yeti? got? Yeti. Uh-huh. The big Vito. I bought me a Yeti like two years ago. <laughs> it's fantastic. Don't yeah. get me wrong. You put ice in that sucker, and it's there's ice in there for a I, day and I a half. I have all of these, yeah. It's, it's a, I got one right with, right now. I got one with me. So they're great cups. The but I don't Stanley, care what brand they are. Like I've never, I've never, well, I've never actively looked and gone, "Ooh, this one says Stanley. I have to get this." I've never done that. Well, the Yeti uh, does live up to its reputation, mm-hmm. and if you get something that's non-Yeti, it doesn't. It, the ice melts in about a few hours. It's not the same thing. So yeah, I get it. So it's not about the brand name. However, Stanley, I didn't know this because I got the cup from through my wife only because it fits in my cup holder because I got a right. stupid Jeep I should have never bought. Mm-hmm. It's got little cup holders. <laughs> They're too skinny. For tiny men. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, I got that and uh, then I didn't know this was a thing. So apparently the Stanley cups are a thing. People go crazy. It's another status thing. It's like when we, oh, you have to wear Uggs or you have to have a Louis Vuitton purse. Now apparently the Stanley cup is like a, yeah. a symbol of Status? Oh, yeah, really- yeah, just the craziest thing. So here's what happened. This uh, nine- sold that stuff for a while too. I don't know why. Yeah, it's- and it all of a sudden exploded. So this mother of a nine-year-old, uh, Dana Montaka, says her nine-year-old daughter was bullied and teased at school because she had a tumbler from Walmart with Valentine's decorations rather than the Stanley Cup. Who cares? Well, kids are that, evil. The kids are evil, but that's never going to change. But. I just want your opinion on her video. She put up a video on TikTok. It's on, you know, she put it everywhere, Instagram. And here's her video. I had her edit it down because she said she was going to be brief. And 10 minutes later, I was like, oh, lady, oh, you're not being shut so brief. up. So this is really short. I don't post a lot of controversial content on my page. I usually like to keep things pretty fun, pretty lighthearted. I do a lot of voiceover content. With that being said, I'm going to keep this pretty short and sweet. Yeah, liar. This is the cup that we got our daughter for Christmas. This is not a Stanley. This is a 9.98 Walmart cup that she said she thought was cute. She is nine years old. On the second day back to school after Christmas break, she comes home. She's not crying, she's just upset. The girls, all the other girls in her grade, I'm not saying all, maybe she said nine, 10 of them, all got Stanleys for Christmas. And they made sure to let her know that this is not a real Stanley, that this is fake and it's not as cool. Wow. You're fake and not as cool. Huh. Okay, so so far, okay. So typical. Typical. I think we've all known someone in school that that stature and labels and were everything to them. Okay. So anyway, it goes on. Listen. 
So that being said, before you come at me, um, if you're a mom, if you're a parent, and you can do something to keep your child from getting made fun of, to help fit in, you're going to do it. Okay, now, um, now I'm beginning not to, so I'm not going to say anything. What do you think? Um, she can, went and spent a million dollars to get her daughter the cup. No, that's what dead. she's trying to excuse herself for. My guess is, I haven't heard the rest of this audio because this is I'm the first gonna time I'm going to play it for you, but I want to know but what you think so But my guess far. is that she's going to say, since she made the excuse of anything to let your daughter fit in. So my, my guess is that she's going to buy her the Stanley Cup so she doesn't get made fun of. Instead of... The lesson that I was taught when I was growing up, because I had a friend that was all about the labels, and I went to my mom and I said, she says I'm ugly, she says I'm not rich. No, seriously, this happened. My mom's like, we'll just tell her that this is not what's important, this is what's important. My mom, instead of going, well, let's give you a makeover and make you acceptable in the eyes of this girl, she was like, well, this girl's full of BS and you're going to have to figure out a way to be okay with that. Right. So that was the lesson. All right. So here we go. So we went and bought her a 30-ounce Stanley. In our area, at our local Ace Hardware, these are $35. Can we afford to buy her a Stanley? Yes. Did I think that she needed one? No. Apparently, I've been proven wrong by the children in our school that are making fun of her for not having a real name brand Stanley. So now uh, she's going to lecture you and I on how to raise children. Hold on. This doesn't start with the kids. This starts with us. This Uh starts with parents, with moms. What are we teaching our kids? Well, you certainly are teaching that status is the way to go. That brand, the brand makes a difference in what people think of you. That's what you just taught your kid. And in the eyes of your daughter, you just told her and said to her, you weren't good enough. But now that we bought you this thing, now you're good enough. Mm. That's that, what kind of message does that send? But, a stinky one. And she's lecturing us uh-huh. on how to be a parent when she is doing the absolute wrong thing. And I can tell you from experience, I made the same mistakes. Jill's right. What she did, absolutely wrong. So all the crap she's getting in line, she deserves. I'm sorry. And then that ugly thing you got above your ugly table with two salt shakers on top that nobody can reach because it's just a decoration. You want to know ugly. why? Because mom probably dealt with something in the neighborhood with a neighbor that probably had something in her kitchen or a type of car or a type of outfit or a type of earbuds or a type of cell phone that she felt like she wasn't good enough mm-hmm. and when all the other moms had it, she thought oh, I better get it so I fit in. And I also want my daughter to fit in. Now, but- now, let's talk to the adults. If you're hoping to score one of those limited edition pink Starbucks Stanley Cups because you have to have one or else you're going to be shunned at your office. Is this for Valentine's Day? Is that what this is? Yeah. Is that why everyone's going crazy? Uh, no, because I, I thought it was people all over the place. No, it's, but it's, the red, it's like the red and pink ones were the ones that everyone were going ape crap about. It started at Target. But now Starbucks had the same cup. Of course, it's got a Starbucks logo on it. And it is the Target cup, however. Most locations are sold out right now. So the locations that have it saying that uh, that, that it's going to be gone by the end of today. Now, the cups that they're selling at Starbucks, since the Target cups are all gone, are being resold. Ready for this? It's a damn stainless steel cup. They're reselling for $500. Yeah, it. You know, somebody's buying that and they're going to get it. They'll be like, wait, this is a... This is a Shelly, not a Stanley. I don't want this one. (laughs) It's the craze that's sweeping the nation. And now you can be a part of it. 
It's the Stanley Tumbler Cup. Oh, I've heard about those. What is it? It's a tumbler that you pour stuff into and drink out of. They're so cool. What makes them so cool? Stop asking questions and get your hands on the Stanley Tumbler. How do I get one? I was hoping you could tell me. I really need to get one of those things. Do you have any you can sell me? But this is your commercial. You'll never be the same once you get the Stanley Tumbler. But what makes this so special? <laughs> That's not an answer. The Stanley Tumbler. <laughs> Call the number on your screen and order now. What screen? <laughs> That's also not an answer. Get one today. Wake up, everybody! Stream the Rick Stacy Morning Show at 1059sunnyfm.com. The Rick Stacy Morning Show with Dylan Smokestack. I know. Having fun crazy. with the world gone crazy. Brought to you by All Electric Services. I don't know why this is, but why does it take men longer to sit on the can than it does women? Like, I feel like women longer? go when they're ready and men go and sit there and pontificate for a well, while. Well, it's the only time I can get away from you and your incessant nagging. <laughs> Well, for some people, sitting down, like men, on the toilet is their relaxed time. Do you bring a smartphone in there with you? Usually your phone's in the toilet with you, Smoke, right? No? He's trying to say he doesn't bring the phone in the toilet with him. You might be the only man on the planet. Who doesn't bring a phone with them into the bathroom? Smoke's act, apparently. Yeah. You think he's lying? What do you well, bring? No, not every time. I mean, no, not every single time, but most of the time. Most of the time, I'll sit there in peace and. Um, and just stare at the door? No, read stuff on the phone. What do you oh, mean? Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, on yeah. your phone. Yeah. Uh, they're saying that it's not good for your health or for your booty hole. Why? Um, it's known as stomach doc. There's a doctor. His name's Joseph Salab. He's known as the stomach doctor. Yes. Bit of a Salab himself. Yep. And I think business has been slow for the Salab. Maybe. He says spending prolonged time can increase your risk of developing hemorrhoids. Um, that's true. Well, because you're sitting there and I guess gravity eventually... Well, yeah. it's also the the uh, you know the spread that the seat causes that probably is the reason you get hemorrhoids. Now, here's a cr- it's not a trick question; it's a question, and I don't have one. I wish I did. Do you have a squatty potty? What? Do you have a squatty potty? What is that? A squatty potty is like a stool that goes oh, under the- your toilet that you slide out that you put your feet up on. Oh no, I just raised my knees. Good for the abdomen. <laughs> Good abs. I don't I don't know why I'm picturing that right now, but I am. Yeah, How do yeah. you balance? Then you have to just balance no, on I'm the kidding. toilet. Oh, uh, I actually bend over. <laughs> Yeah, you do that thing where you try to launch it from afar. <laughs> yeah. No, but but no. She, that, grab but the mop. I read that thing that it's that our natural um, configuration when we're right. doing that is to hold your knees close to your well, chest. Well, that's what the squatty potty's for. It's to help you relax, and so your feet go up to a certain angle. Well, I don't need a squatty so to do that. I do it myself. To be, um, it does work. So you don't strain and injure yourself, like this and, doctor says. And they're right. But what does that have to do with the phone? No, I was just saying if you're sitting oh. there on the phone on the toilet, you're you're probably more likely to sit there longer than you actually need to be. Oh, absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Instead so of then, going back out into the harrowing experience of hearing. Da, 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 da. Are you talking about me? Because I take umbrage with shirt. Sure. <laughs> no, you stay in the bathroom for the smell. Everyone knows that. Gross. You love your own. Skunk loves his own hole. Ugh. Ew. Um, this blows my mind, and I kind of get it, but when you first read it, you go, what? Because I'm 47, I'll be 48 this year, and I'm I'm nowhere near this. The average 50-year-old is a millionaire. <laughs> what? Well, that's, yeah, but that's... Are you kidding me? No, it's true. Well, I'm running out of time. Well, <laughs> maybe you'd want to 
Do something. Says so the average Do American something. 50-year-old <laughs> now has a net worth of $1.1 million to $1.4 million. Yeah, but there's the thing, net worth. So average home today, what do you think it is? Four bedroom, 2,500 square feet. What do you think? How much? Depends on where you live. I'll, I'll just go median, go 500,000. Okay, so 500000 yeah. So there's a half a million, and now you got a 401k, some insurance somewhere. Well, some, it says you, here you that- a couple of cars, because everything counts when you say net. Yeah, well, yeah. that's what it says here. It says the median net worth for Americans in their 50s is about $300,000, um, and that includes property and retirement accounts. So since having a million dollars, they said that people feel- if they, if you look up or you add together what your net worth is, most people feel like they're accomplished once their net worth hits a million. No, you're not accomplished at all because what it's going to take right now for a young couple to buy a home in the United States of America in the average city, it you got to be making 120 between the both of you, and yeah. that's living tight. 120. Between the both of you? Yeah. Well, or you, or you have to be making 120 by yourself to buy a home in the United mm-hmm. States today. Yeah. Not mentioning the down payment. I'm talking about just being able to afford the actual monthly the mortgage, the taxes, the the electric, and all that. I feel like that's higher depending on where you live with cost of living. Let's say right here, it's you got to be you got to be making. I think it needs to be higher than that. Well, I'm just telling you though. Yeah. If you're one of these people that listen to Dave Ramsey all the time and you don't eat anything and you don't turn the lights on except when you know. You go to the shower. We no, maybe no, no. throw that tin foil out, rinse it, and put it back in the drawer. The average American says they need to be at least uh, making ninety four thousand a year to feel financially independent. Oof. What's the well, uh, if you're single? Income? If you're single and you live in a box, yes, yes. Like I have friends that make a stupid amount of money, and stupid to me would be like three fifty annually. Mm-hmm. To me, that's a lot. It is that, and they have a lot, but they don't live over the top where you can go, wow, they're rich. They live comfortably and they make that amount of money. And I'm thinking, oh my gosh, like how also, much do you need to live lavishly? Well, you also realize that half of that's gone before you even wake up. Yeah. Which is the saddest thing of all. And then they tell people like that, you're rich, you don't pay your fair share. And imagine the anger you feel when you when you make that kind of money and somebody's yelling in your face, you don't pay your fair share. Mm-hmm. More than half of your money. That's And that's before all the other ancillary fees and, and little taxes that you have there that nobody talks about. Well, it's funny if that's how taxes work. It's like, you make more money and you're like, yeah, I've made it. I'm making this amount of money. And then you know, you're bumped into another tax bracket. Some more taxes get taken out. And you're like... I mean, I guess it's not a horrible problem to have, but I'd rather be making more money, but then more gets taken out. And you're like, well, damn. Think about it. Think about this. We're, we're a supposedly not a communist country, but we pay more taxes when you take aggregate all the taxes you pay, including sales tax. We pay more more taxes than the average person in China. Yeah. Is that sick oh, or yeah. what? Mm-hmm. That's sick. That's a reason for a revolution. Other Americans said they feel like they've made it when they're able to pay bills without worrying about money. That must be nice. Do you ever play the game, uh, yes. I need to pay $4,000 worth mm-hmm. of bills with $3,000? It's super fun. I lose all the time, but it's a fun game to try. <laughs> I mean, that's, it's still a lot of perspective. I mean, from somebody's position, your life is incredible. Oh, yeah. No, even the poorest person. 100%. Per- 100%. Yep. And it's funny. Like, you ever heard the Louis C.K. thing where he talks about how he owns a car and it's killing everybody? What do you mean? What? Just because you could pick something that was cheaper. My life is really evil. Like I, there are people who are starving in the world, and I drive an infinity. That's really evil. There are people who just starve to death. That's all they ever did. There's people who are like born and they go, oh, I'm hungry, and then they just die. And that's all they ever got to do. <laughs> 
And meanwhile, I'm in my car, boom, 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 like having a great time, and I sleep like a baby. It's totally my fault, because I could, I could trade my Infinity for like a really good car, like a nice Ford Focus with no miles on it, and I'd get back like $20,000. And I could save hundreds of people from dying of starvation with that money. And every day, I don't do it. Every day, I make them die with my car. <laughs> That's I mean, great. It's, so true. It's funny. It's a lot of us to a degree. It's all yeah. relative, I guess, yeah. to yeah. your own life and what you're in. But yeah, it's very easy to say, woe is me. And then you look at someone else's life and go, wow, I really need to be grateful and thankful for everything that I have. But it doesn't make it right that they take half your money. I don't oh, yeah. care no. what you're making. No, that's that's bad. I mean, if you work hard and you get the thing, you should be able to reap the fruits of your effort. Like right. That's- well, if there's an apocalypse, nobody could do nothing. Uh, have you guys ever thought about preparing oh, yeah. anything? Yep. Do you have anything at that? You have a food thing, don't you? No, no, we need to, though. We need to get that. I mean, I don't know. I don't know if I want to live in a bunker. You know, if, if it happens... I, yeah, I got a, a, a an ounce and a lawn chair I'm going to set up in the front yard yeah. and just wait for the wave to come. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, there's a doomsday prepper by the name of Rowan McKenzie. She's only 38. She's from Missouri. She spent 13 years building up supplies and even spent about 8,000 pounds on underground space built into her basement in the Ooh. bunker that she keeps. Uh, she's got defense weaponry. She's got vital food, like water and beans and rice. Overall, she spent 70,000 pounds on her stockpile, um, and she's not taking any chances, she says, with any kind of looming wars, climate change, or economic turmoil. 70,000 pounds? It's like 80, almost 100 grand. Yeah, she said, so- I'm, I'm preparing as a whole for war, inflation, nuclear disaster, and all-out chaos. Smart. I but do they, do they also understand that the threats are not going to come? There's not going to be any time for, like, the Chinese to roll up your street or, you know, whoever attacks us, the Koreans. That's not the way it goes down. It's your neighbor, the one that you would play bunko with on the weekends, uh-huh. and you go out and take them out on a little rowboat there, go to see the swans and the lake. They're the ones that are going to come over, like the zombies in the movies, and try to kill you for your food. Well, listen now to this. I'll already be in the bunker. She said, I've always said, if you didn't help me build it, you can't come in. My door won't be open to anyone. I don't care if you're my family or not. I've prepared for my own home. I feel bad, but hard times call for hard knocks, and it's a harsh reality. Yep. The price of everything has gone up so much, and I need to ready myself as well as my family for any... So if your mom comes knocking on the thing and she didn't help you build the thing, you're letting her stay outside? Depends on how annoying she is. Uh, our st- <laughs> she said our stock should last a year or more. Then what? Once used and not replenished. And I've had new plans uh, made to build a second bunker in case my first one is compromised. Ooh, now, let me ask you this. A backup. Backup. Yeah, I don't know, man. Do you feel at some point, like at what point are you preparing your whole life for death? That's what I mean. And what happens is the Wait. consequence of that is you're not living life. Yeah, but you're preparing... To keep living. What, in a, in a cement box? I mean, if it, it lasts you another week, month, how much would you pay to have another week or month of life? In a cement box? Not much. And I'm not saying there of can't be a balance design? between the two, because I think there can. I think there's a difference. You can be prepared. And- for, for a hurricane, earthquake, uh, yeah, some civil unrest maybe, but at the same time, it, this is- If your whole life obs- is- Right. Yeah. An obsession. Your whole life is engulfed by doom, essentially. Well, I mean, I say that about people today that are wearing masks in their car by themselves. I, I, I'd love to say to them, look, you know what? You're so absorbed with preventing death that you're not living life. You know what I mean? So it's the same thing with that. It's like- 
Yeah, but I mean, it's it's probably not taking up her daily activity to a degree, but it's nice to have that. I mean, yeah. if somebody nukes something, your house ain't going to save you. Your bathtub ain't going to save you. Your best bet would maybe be a bunker. And then after the fallout, what are you going to do? You're going to wait a year, two years? How, when are you going to come out? I mean, they got masks for that. Just be ready. <laughs> I mean, I just think, and, and this is, again, just a personal opinion, but yeah, if you spend every waking moment preparing for doom, I mean, I think it was, was it Winnie the Pooh, where it said, uh, you only live once, and they're like, no, you only die once, you live every single day. Yep. So spend your life living your life instead of preparing for the day that you're no longer going to be here. I mean, and, you and still, again, balance, you need to prepare, you need yeah. to prepare, your, I get that. When you get older, you have to have, you know, a will in place, and you have to have a funeral and everything, right? I get all of that. I'm not, I'm not trying to be unrealistic, but at what point... Are you and, and and what if it never happens? Then you've spent your entire life. Yeah. I mean, you don't got to spend your whole life, but I mean, if it if it I'm talking if about it gets in her to the case. point where it never happens, okay, go down, sit in your bunker, watch some TV, mm-hmm. eat some food, and don't go to the grocery store for a year. Done. I, b- save, I believe save that the money. You can do like go to the store and get some canned goods, and make sure you have some bottled water and have ammo for your weapons, and just you could you could only do what you could do. Yeah. Jesus yeah. Garden and. Yeah, exactly. Get yeah. right with the Lord and yeah. be okay with it. All right. Um, do you remember, last, was it last week? I think it was yeah. a week before. And I saw, once we talked about it, and I'm not saying we're trend centers or anything like that, but, but I saw it everywhere Yeah. a handful of days after that and all last week about how Gen Z, when they go to job interviews, the question was, when I saw it, the question that was posed to me was, what do you think Gen Zers are bringing on job interviews with them. Some a people tie? said oh. a lucky charm. Some people said a support animal. A resume, I hope. N- you'd believe, I don't, do people ask for paper resumes anymore? Don't, no. don't you send it to them electronically? Yeah. yeah. Or do you walk in with the resume on paper like I'm, it's 1990? I bring it, two copies. <laughs> When's the last time you went on job interview? That's a good point. <laughs> <That's> a good point. <laughs> so now Gen Zers, are, they're not bringing any of that. They're actually bringing their parents to their job interview. What is wrong with you? I don't know. This is Help Wanted. Finding the perfect match for unique job opportunities. Here is today's Help Wanted ad. Companies are hiring entry-level employees, but not Gen Z job seekers who bring their mom to a job interview. Do you know how to put on your pants and tie your own shoes? Well, that's a start. But we want to hear about your skills and not about how you played clarinet in the junior high marching band. We just care that you march into work on time. She also keeps calling you Sweetums. Is that your professional name? Plus, your mom seems to know a lot about what salary you should be making. She's a strong negotiator. Maybe we should hire her instead. She's exactly what this company needs. She also didn't bring her mom to the job interview. In fact, you're hired, mom. This has been Help Wanted, a public service of this station. Rick, Jill, and Smokestack having fun with a world gone crazy. I really think this is time now for everybody our country to come together. We want to come together, uh, whether it's Republican or Democrat or liberal or conservative. I want to congratulate Ron and Nikki for having a, a good a good time together. I think they both actually did very well. We're going to seal up the border. Because right now we have an invasion. We can't have that. It's not sustainable as a country. It's horrible. So I don't want to be overly... Uh, rough on the president 
But I have to say that he is the worst president that we've had in the history of our country. He's destroying our country. Well, that may be true. Biden's approval rating, uh, apparently people are taking notice, sits at 33% according to a new ABC News Ipsos poll. But, of course, other polls are having him at 27%, which would be the lowest of almost any president ever wow. in our lifetime. So, but the one he's got now, according to ABC, 33% is the lowest in the last 15 years. Uh, let's see. We'll see what happens. Of course, uh, what's happened today, and I pl- I'm going to not play it this time because you can hear it next hour but um the media is he's running against the corporate media in this country he's not running against biden Mm. biden i'd love to see him do a debate with biden this time you notice trump seems very relaxed this time as opposed to the 2020 election he seems a lot more laid back a lot more attacked a lot less attacked he's got nothing left to lose i don't think you know i and i also think it's the fact that he's ahead so much in the polls and everything that you know, it's comforting to him. So we'll see what happens. Of course, he's got, you know, with a man with 91 indictments, you'd think he'd be a little more uptight, but uh, we'll see. Any other man with 91 indictments would have dropped out and said, I'm going to go live my happy little life at Mar-a-Lago. Nobody's going to bother me. I'm not going to try to do this anymore, but he keeps going and he keeps going. Do you think the other ones, the people that are running for the nomination, just feel like clowns up there? I mean, I, and I like I don't know. and all, but do you think they're up there going... What are we doing? I mean, Trump's ahead of us. Or do you think that they're they're doing it on the small chance that Trump won't be eligible? I think maybe they might think that in their head, but I've been given so much money by so many people to keep going, so I got to keep going. I don't know. I don't know. I think I think a little bit of what Jill said is true. I think that uh, they're not hoping, but I'm thinking anything can happen, and anything can happen. Right. Biden could drop tomorrow. I mean, he's at that age where anything can happen on that side. He could also pull out because he's definitely not. You know, all the other crap aside, the lying and the corruption and all that garbage aside, he's 81 years old. And if you listen to him when he was running for president in 2020 and you listen to him now, it's an it's a vast difference. Do you think people are hoping for a completely different ticket? No Trump, no Biden, two new people? Yeah, I think people wanted that, generally speaking. Absolutely. But it is what it is. And I understand and and. I, look, I don't 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 write don't waste your time writing me your Trumpster and all. You know, I just look common sense, and I think O'Reilly said it in his own way yesterday. Should I just play that again? But common sense. Out of all the people out there right now, that's not a politician. Who's the one guy that's got the most experience in the president's chair in the Oval Office? The one that but was is not president, a, but is not a politician, and. In my estimation, and the, the the thing yesterday with um, Gravano the Bull, the uh, Sammy the Bull, Sammy the Bull, uh, his last name is Gravano. He uh, explain who he is. Gravano. Oh, he's. I thought you were about to play audio. No, he no. Uh, was a uh, John Gotti's kind of like right hand person, and he was. Um, Responsible for putting Gotti in prison because he put a hit out on him. But what did he do for Gotti? He was a hitman. Yeah, he was a hitman. He he confessed. I guess when they got him in trade, I guess he. I don't know if he took a plea deal or what, but he confessed to being involved in about 19 murders. I'm sure it might be a little more than that, but um, you don't remember what you labeled it. Oh, here it is. Okay, so um, out of all the people that are not politicians that have experience in the Oval Office for four years, the only one I'm thinking of is Trump. The only one that's got the balls to say and do the things that need to be said and done right now is Trump. And I'm not, look, that isn't, if I could just sit here and be unbiased completely right now, look at both these candidates, that's the answer right now. We need somebody like that. Smoke also called it. He's one of the only ones that can't be bought. 
Right. Mm-hmm. But Everybody I did have somebody call yesterday. He called and left a voicemail and said that you're you're stumping for a candidate that's corrupt, and then there's the other candidate that's corrupt. I don't believe Trump is corrupt. I'm sure that they're digging. I think if they would have found something and there was definitive and cor- and corruption was blatant. They'd be blasting it all over the news, wouldn't they? Well, not only that, it got more indictments and they wouldn't be held up the way these are right now because most of these are fabricated. This guy's right you about uh, corrupt politicians. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Newsflash, buddy, you looked around there. DC's crawling with him. No, no, you, he was, it's harder to find an honest one out of all of them than pick one who's not corrupt and did something bad. He said I was talking favorably about Trump and that Trump is just as corrupt as Biden. I don't believe that to be so. And again, let's go back to Sammy the Bull here, who uh, was in a, pretty much an assassin for the mob. But I always thought those guys actually have some honor to them. I mean, that mm-hmm. sounds crazy, but maybe you understand if you've been around any of them. Sammy the Bull said this about Trump. I actually tried to press up on Trump, but you could never get to him. Yeah. Because he had ex-FBI agents all around him? All the time. And I tried a couple of times to press him and make arrangements where I could work with him and, and earn with him. I did that with other big contractors. I had the power of the unions. I could do all kinds of little things. But I couldn't get to him. He wouldn't bite. Hmm. He just wouldn't bite. He, he didn't want to do anything like that. And there was layers of people in the middle. One of my guys said, we'll go up to the office. I said, we'll go up to the office. Everybody around them is an ex-FBI agent. We'll go up to the office, we'll get cuffed, and we'll go right to prison. <laughs> so forget about Trump. He's a legitimate guy. He don't want to do it. Forget about Trump. He's saying, I mean, Trump, he's saying that Trump is un- incorruptible. There, and he has no un- reason to lie. No, it's the guy that tried to buy him. <laughs> it's, it's amazing. But, you know, we got people that are convinced that the guy's uh, bad. But at the same time, that's that's why I say what I say. I mean, I just think that at this moment in time, this is what we need. But, you know, you can disagree with me, obviously. Well, it's it, it, like we used to say during his presidency. It's like I'd rather have the guy that has the body on the front lawn than the one who's like, no, everything's fine. and got a hundred bodies buried in the backyard. It's like, mm-hmm. All right, so this guy... Uh, Representative Wesley Hunt, I have to tell you, he's a black man, Republican in Texas. How dare he, a black man that's Republican. What do they call that now? Remember we had that analysis last week from a professor, said that uh, any black man that's a Republican is a multicultural white supremacist. Yep. Exactly <laughs> Anybody that uh, generalizes people like that are generally a little racist. Yeah. Right? Well, that's funny because that's all the people that call everybody else racist. They're, in fact, the ones that are racist. It's crazy world we live in. Everything's upside Isn't down. Is called something where the people that uh, are guilty of the thing accuse everybody else of doing it? Projection? Yeah, mm-hmm. something like that. Wesley Hunt was at a uh, stump. Uh, he was talking about President Trump. He is he is uh, supporting President Trump. He was in a gymnasium at a local school talking to parents, and this heckler came up, which is really hysterical because this guy's black, Wesley, and the heckler is a white guy. Looked a little brown, could have been Hispanic, I'm not sure, but I think he was just a white guy, and he starts to interrupt his little speech. I would reject the notion that diversity is our strength based on DEI. Oh, wait, wait, definite- wait, wait, sorry. Played the wrong... Uh, clip there. Here we go. This is it. And as we watch President Trump go through indictment after indictment and witch hunt after witch hunt, he still stays loyal to this country. That's why he's doing this. Now the guy comes in and starts yelling. How 
did a black man talk like that, you're a racist. This guy's called. This guy's calling, calling the black the guy black racist. guy a racist. First of all, you got to understand, he walks in with Wesley speaking, so he has no idea what Wesley's saying. He just walks in and calls him a racist right off the bat, just because he's a black guy and he's got a Republican pin on his lapel. Oh my gosh! This is what we live in right now. a black man do this on MLK Day. <laughs> it's amazing. And then they... I bet you if I sat down with him and asked him three questions about Martin Luther King, he wouldn't know the answer to any of them. No. And then eventually people got fed up and uh, ironically enough, two black guys came down off the crowd and took him out. <laughs> Everything's backwards. It's crazy. Yeah, and then he goes on with his speech, you know? It's crazy. Long way until November, we got more questions. You got more questions, but I tell you, if you have a problem figuring out whether you're for me or Trump, and you ain't black. It don't right. have nothing to do with Trump. It has to do with the fact I want something for my community. I would love- How did that work out there, Mr. The God mm. of the radio universe, whatever you, you are? You can tell that's right when Charlemagne's like, you know what? I don't think I like the taste of this anymore. <laughs> right. All right, so uh, Lloyd Austin, the defense secretary that disappeared and nobody knew where he was, and he's only part of the nuclear chain, so it's really not that big a deal. No big deal. (laughs) Yeah, we only have 15 minutes to make a decision when nuke's on our way. But hey, whatever. So he was actually in the hospital. Prostate cancer was the problem. And uh, they got a hold of the 911 call on New Year's Day. Here it is. Can I ask, can the ambulance not show up with lights and sirens? Um, We're trying to... Mm-hmm. remain a, a little subtle. Yeah, I understand. Um, yeah, usually when they turn into a residential neighborhood, they'll turn them off, uh, but they're required by law to run with them with the main street. I'm just curious, if we need them to take him to Walter Reed Medical, is that a possibility? Um, let them know that when they get there. Like I said, I'm noting all this in the call. I don't know what all the, um, I don't know what all the secrecy was about. We're going to have to ask him at some point. Nobody has. But I mean, he well, had. Because then people would be like, oh my God, there, all these sirens and trucks came from Lloyd Austin's house and he's sick. What's going on? Oh my God. Yeah, but I mean, well, panic maybe? Um, they, first of all, they don't have to run the sirens. I think she just said it. They don't, when they're inside the neighborhood, they, they may have the lights on. But I mean, the guy's obviously got to be rushed to the hospital. He had severe chest pains and he had just had prostate surgery for prostate cancer. Uh, he went to Walter Reed. Uh, it, the whole thing is, a li- there's a lot going on here and I don't know what it is and most people don't. They're like, why, why, why is it so secret? It's good to remain calm, but at the same time, if something's urgent, would, I hear no urgency in his voice. I'd be like, I don't even care. Just get me there. Well, he's probably in, you know, felt chest pains and was in severe pain, but at the same time, I guess he didn't want to. I don't know. Make Nobody knows why know. he wants, why everybody was so secret. Look. We still don't know who did the cover-up because he says he told the Pentagon, his staff, what was going on. They were supposed to relate that to the White House. They mm-hmm. didn't. Or he's lying. The staff didn't know, and that's why the White House didn't know. We still don't know that. Yeah. So, but I mean, it wasn't like uh, wasn't like he got a DUI or he killed somebody. It doesn't make it, The whole thing doesn't weigh out as right. far as all the secrecy. No, no. Then they say he was working from bed. I'm sorry. If you're having surgery or whatever he had to have while he was there, I don't know. You shouldn't be in charge of being part of the chain for our nuclear defenses at that point. 
somebody should, he says he passed it off to his assistant, which is also very sus because think about it. The assistant was on vacation. Hmm. La da da. A little umbrella drink with a piña. I'm supposed to be doing what? Nuclear what? <laughs> What's that? Asa Hutchinson. You probably don't know, don't know who that is. I don't know who it is until I was told. Arkansas Governor Asa Hutchinson. Oh, I was going to guess sports. He ran for president on the Republican ticket. Um, he, he finished sixth on Monday with just a 0.2% of the vote. Who? Hutchinson did. Who's that? Asa. He used to be the he's the governor of uh, Arkansas, former governor of Arkansas. What? Anyway, Hutchinson was a vocal critic of former President Trump and said in the statement announcing the suspension of his campaign. He had a campaign. He still had a campaign going. I who? What were they doing? Going to Starbucks? I don't know. In, down the street. He didn't debate. Was he up on the stage? No, he wasn't allowed to debate. It didn't have enough of a percentage. Uh, You're a loser. You can't come. <laughs> uh, but President Trump, in a statement, said that. Uh, my message of being in principled, uh, my message to him is that he's a principled Republican with experience, and to tell the truth, he will find himself working for me. So, hmm. Asa said Trump will be working for him, or yeah, Asa is going to be working for Trump. No, Trump said he'd be working for him. Oh well, we'll see what that is. Um, feds are banning the fun signs on the highways. The only time I ever look at signs is when they have a cute saying, and the one they came up with is one of the worst here in Florida. I remember when I moved back, I was like, oh my God, this is embarrassing. What was it? Uh, drive drunk? What was DUI it? decide. DUI decide. I was like, what does that mean? Do, do I do, do I decide do to get a DUI? What, what do they do I do, do, do decide? Do, well, decide? What's his name? Um, Bartholomew uh, Pothole, dude. What's his name? Mayor Pothole. <laughs> Buttigieg. Buttigieg. Uh, doesn't like funny. He doesn't look like a guy that's very funny. There will be no sense of humor in any of this. And I don't think he's because he's serious. I think he's just kind of dumb. And I think mm. if you told a joke to him, he's so out of it that you know he would just not be able to make the connection and laugh. That's something that he doesn't do. Neither can anybody else working for the federal government. I think that's one of the things when you go in for the interview. They Can't tell have you a personality. They tell you a really good joke, and if you don't laugh, they hire you. Give you a lobotomy. They don't need to. The U.S. Federal Highway Administration has given states two years to take down the funny signs. Aren't they electronic? Can't you just you know, not press it? Yeah, but what? What? No jokes now? Because. We're the feds. I like the ones that have nothing. I know they try to be cute with the puns and stuff, but I like the ones that have nothing to do with anything that somebody just hacked. It'll be like, uh, accident in the left lane for the next 20 miles and, you know. Poop ahead. Joe, Joe Birch is a cheetah. You know, and it's like, I want to see stuff okay. like that and be like, what? That, that's only New Jersey. I haven't seen it. The signs we've seen. You, know, you think you would have given me an example of some of the well, signs Well, one of them said something the about Latinas with big booties. Remember that one? No, but those are not the well, ones we're the talking about. Those are the hacked ones. Like the ones that the... the um, like this local municipality will put out. I mean, they vary from state to state, obviously, but usually around the holidays, it'll be like, you know, be a good elf, don't get hammered, you know, stuff like that. They're Are you like, looking up examples right now? Yeah, they're, they're cutesy the examples of, you know, because they're like, uh, you know, little sayings, but small enough to fit in the thing, right. but still humorous. You've been describing them for an hour now. Let me see if I can actually find some examples here. I'm sure uh, people have seen them, but. The news is just as bad as you are. <laughs> AP, they don't have any exam. How could you write a story about funny signs? Here we go. Texting and driving? Say it. I'm the problem. It's me. <laughs> That's a good one. Taylor Swift song. 
Yeah, that's a good sign. That's the only example they got. Anyway, so the feds don't want any jokey-jokey on the signs because people might actually notice them and read it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm more likely to read it if I think it's funny and be like, oh, that's actually a good There idea. was one in Boston that said, use your blinka, and yeah was spelled blinka. Y-A-H and then blinka with See, an A-H. See, that's funny. The feds don't want that. Use your blinka. And, and why? What's their reasoning? Because it's confusing. Because well, I they guess- said if people are sleep deprived, which you shouldn't be driving if you are anyway, but it says here if uh, you're kind of sleep deprived or you're trying to, I guess it's it's supposed to be warning drivers and it's supposed to be clear and concise. They shouldn't have to work to figure out what the message means according to this. Here's oh, one. How much work is that? Here's one that they won't understand according to Pete Buttigieg. We'll be blunt. Don't drive high. <laughs> That's funny. See, I like that. They don't want that. How is that confusing for somebody? Because these people are dumb. Drive as the a blunt while high, okay. <laughs> like, what do you... The, I just want you want to peel your face off. I just don't understand. Moving on to Flagler County, a dancer was taken in custody on Monday after she uh, after drugs were found in her vehicle. Deputy said that Sheriff Rick Staley was returning from a Martin Luther King Jr. Day event when he noticed a car with heavy damage to its passenger side door near uh, one of the roads up there. Staley approached the vehicle, but the driver, Crystal Miller, you think that's her real name? At least her last name. All right, all right, all right. Hold those dollar bills up for Crystal Miller. Stage five. (laughs) Crystal. Uh, Was unable to provide a driver's license to Mr. Staley. Uh, She said she was a dancer at a strip club in Daytona and had been at a bachelor party with some other girls. Miller added that she was returning home, but she became tired and had to run off the roadway uh, because of it. Miller told deputies the damage to her car was old and that she had gone into the ditch, but claimed it was not an accident. (laughs) <laughs> I think I'll just smash my car into the ditch. What do you say? Yeah, well. So uh, was Staley at the uh, MLK event, or was he actually following? Sta- no, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> he left the bachelor party as well. Right. Hey, I noticed you had a uh, pipe with some drugs in your purse at the party, and I didn't want to make a big deal out of it while we're there, but I'm going to pull you over now. Do you remember William Hung? Yes. She bangs. She She bangs. bangs. Did you see the big update on People Magazine? I never read People Magazine, but when I saw this, because I love William Hung, when I saw this, I was like, I got to see this. Why? What's new with him? Uh, Well, I mean, he went through a lot. So, do you know he was probably one of the more profitable? Next, of course, Kelly Clarkson. and and, uh, Actual winners. Actual winners. Carrie Uh, Underwood. He did as good, if not better, than most of those people uh, in the short time span that he had. I got to be honest with you. The older older, um, American Idol winners, like Kelly Clarkson, Carrie Underwood, Jennifer Hudson, they went on to become very successful. The ones recently, I don't know who the hell they are. I don't know where no. the hell they are. I'm like, I don't know. And nobody cares. So anyway, the way it all started is 2004. He came over, and you know how they used to have Paul Abdul, uh, Randy, what's his face? and Jackson. Uh, and Simon Cowell uh-huh. would sit at the table, and then a person in a private room would come in and audition for it. And then, of course, he got on television. That's when it all started for William Hong. Right. And uh, the first response by the three of them was this. William, it's one of actually the worst auditions we've had this year, if I'm being honest. Uh... Seriously. I mean, everything about it was grotesque. Oh, stop oh, it. Not grotesque. It was. Come stop on. it. You can't sing. You can't dance. So what do you, what do you want me to say? Um, I already gave my best, and there's, I have no regrets at all. Good for you. That's good. That's, that's good. That's good. That's the best attitude yet. 
All right. So, whoopee. Randy, yes or no? He's whoopee. Yeah, now here's Randy. No, William, well, you're, not, you're not good enough for this, dude. But at least you came here, you had a good time, you had yep. fun, right? Yes. Well, poopy on their face, because he went on to... I don't know how many albums he put out. I think it was just like a... Wasn't it a streaming thing for that one song? They let him record She Bangs? Oh, no, he recorded a bunch of albums. He, a bunch of albums? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Hung dropped out of Berkeley to pursue a musical career, and it was more than She Bangs, and I'll play you some of the songs right now. And then, of course, that fell apart pretty quick, because it's only a novelty, and it was because he was off-key and all that. He quit his job, though. He which had he, three albums. Yeah. So he quit his job. He had a job. He had a job he really loved. He was working for the uh, sheriff's office in Los Angeles. He had a big job. I forget what it was. But uh, he quit the job three years ago and took the money he made from those three albums, which was quite a lot. Uh-huh. And started to play poker professionally. Shut up. That's genius. Now, he did well as a poker player, but then he got greedy, he says. Uh, This is William Hung speaking. He started betting on sports. (gasps) Things went downhill fast when his wife, he came home one day and found his wife sitting on the couch and said to him, "Um, why are you always nervous when you watch sports on TV? And he was, that's when he knew it was over. Then she asked for a divorce because she found out about all the gambling he was doing and that he was doing gambling on every sport. He lost all his money. No. He lost his wife. But things <gasps> turned out all right because he went back to his job that he really loved in Los Angeles. He married his third wife, Hannah, last year. Th- decided Three to go- people married William Hung. <laughs> yeah, wow. and now he's making over six figures as a data analyst for the sheriff's department in Los Angeles. And here's a little taste of what got him to all this. I believe it. People went to go see him. And then he went on to make albums. Everybody's got a dream. Yeah. People purchased it. And then... On the next album, he did this classic. Hi, my best last night. We fly. Zero night. I still prefer this over Yoko Ono's <laughs> album, I have to say. He made millions of dollars touring and doing millions? those three out millions. Because right now, I just looked up his net worth and it says $600,000, but he did lose a lot of money, you said, yeah, from he gambling. Lost all, he lost all the millions of dollars that he had. Can you gambling. imagine working a regular job after that? Do you think people come to his well, office and they're like, William, do the thing. He like, liked his job, though, in between when, when he quit Berkeley. Remember, he went Berkeley. to Berkeley. Yeah. Yeah, he had a degree in Berkeley. He went to Berkeley. <laughs> Not an easy school to get into. And then he became, uh, did the American Idol thing, yeah. dropped out of Berkeley. Then after all that was done and the sports betting was done, he became, he went back to his old job at analyzing data at the Los Angeles Sheriff's Office. If you could have said to me, Jill, I will give you a million dollars to guess the kind of life that William Hung has led since American Idol, I would not have Isn't been able to guess something? that. And they're going to be high. Bless him. Hi, my then. On Sunny FM, Rick Stacy Morning Show with Jill and Smokestack. Wake up and smell the future, man. Having fun with the world gone crazy. Guess we'll just skip traffic again. Oh. You, gotta, you gotta fix that. I don't know what's going on. Well, it's every single pro- day. Talk to the producer over here. Why producer? are you yelling at me? Uh, yeah, you're running the board, and I even put the traffic in there, so I don't know where. No, you it didn't went. put it in there. Really? 
Yeah, no, well, you didn't. Every day at 8.25, 8.30, we're supposed to have traffic, and every day you guys go, traffic's not in, I don't know what happened. Nobody bothers to fix it. Well, I'm not the producer. You're the guy that's pushing the buttons. All right, Dad, I'm, pu- I'm pushing the buttons of the things you allocated for the Actually, button pushing. Actually, if you want to fix the problem and not have to deal with it every day, all you need to do is send an email to Domino. No, 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 no. The, the, that's not the problem. It, Rick doesn't know which button to push or how to move the thing without deleting it or letting it I didn't delete it, dude. It's not in there. Whatever. Y'all can get yelled at by the traffic department. I'm not doing my stories. Um, <clears throat> do you sleep naked? None of us here sleep naked, right? I don't like my jibbly bits hanging yeah, out. Yeah, only on the weekends. People, why, why does this keep coming up? Because there's there's more, I guess, surveys that keep happening about it. Because I guess the world is divided, Rick, between people any, that sleep naked and people that don't. I don't know anybody that sleeps naked. I know one person, and it's the mother of one of my ex-boyfriends. And I thought it was weird. When the mother of one of your ex-boyfriends? Yes, when I was Why dating Why would you this talk to your mother about your ex-boyfriend about sleeping naked? No, my when I was dating a guy in college, we were together for four years. His mom came on to you? He lived with his mom still, and I would sleep over there. And I went down, the only bathroom was downstairs across the hall from his mother's room. And so I would go downstairs to use the bathroom and she would go, hey, Jill, come here, chat with me. And I'd go in and she'd be laying in bed with the covers tucked under her arms, covering her boobs, but she was naked. What did your mother call you? A dirty stay out. Mm. (laughs) That was when I was in college. Sounds like the mom was trying to, Jill, come here, hang out. No, it wasn't anything like that. She was just like, Whoops, hey, what are you boob. doing? What are you guys doing today? What's going on? How's all things? You guys have fun? She was real friendly. She was like, wanted to be my best friend. She was the sweetest thing ever. Mm-hmm. But yeah, and then he would come downstairs and be like, Mom, can you put clothes on when I have company? And she'd be like, what? Jill, not like sleep naked. And you would, uh, you would stay there? I'd just sit there and have a conversation with her. Dirty stay out. <laughs> wow, oh, yeah, naked well, we... conversations with a significant other's parent. It was weird. <laughs> but it says here, people who sleep naked are more likely to be night owls and have nightmares. And that's because, yeah, you're sweating and folds of things. And <laughs> Do you get nightmares depending on what you eat, what you drink? I know for me, if I have any kind of prescription medication, Melatonin, I'm having nightmares. Weird ones. Vivid, weird nightmares. Any kind of prescription medication. Melatonin? I don't take melatonin, but I, like no. a, uh, the week before I had my root canal, I was on a lot of pain medicine that week, and it was, I just had a nightmare every single night. I don't, I don't, mm-mm. Yeah, any sort of sleep aid will usually sit, give me funky dreams. Really? Oh, yeah. Like I said, I used to try to take melatonin early in the day so I could fall asleep mid-afternoon and then wake up in the middle of the night for work on time. Wow. And it... it so you're telling me it's too asleep, and then you, you terrible nightmares of dinosaurs and shadowy figures chasing so you, you're trying s- to get money out of you. It's so awful. you're taking melatonin at like three. I mean, that was a few years ago. So I it's don't the melatonin, it but it's not the other stuff. Have you been smoking marijuana? No. Do, do you have weird dreams when you're high? No. Really? No. If anything, you don't dream at all. You're, you're just kidding. a log. Wow. Yeah, just a big no, black blob. Anytime I stop, wow. and I'm like, whoa! Suddenly, vivid dreams every night. No. Dead gummit. Is your brain dead? Is that why? Like well, when you're high? That's while he's awake. What? No. I- you could find out yourself, Jill. No, I don't like to mess with that. And the but- pusher's working. I know. He's trying to. It's Come not all happening. cool kids are doing it. Isn't that right, Rick? <laughs> yeah. So each generation has their own likes and dislikes. I know you're going to chime in here with a Gen Z story in just a oh, second, Rick. Oh, I am. Um, this applies <laughs> to the types of jobs they want to work to. The most popular careers... For millennials and Gen Zs, I, my guess off the top of my head, 100% was... Computer stuff. No, it was social media, like a digital content uh, creator, which is on the list for millennials, but not Gen Z, which I found strange. The other jobs on the list for the highest jobs for millennials are IT, bartender, mm. and entrepreneurship, which could be anything. I think entrepreneurship is like a blanket 
Just yeah, to say, so drugs I'll, out of your trunk of uh, your car. Right, then you're an entrepreneur. And for Gen Z, it's environmental science, which I can't imagine That's is that lucrative. That's they because pound, they pounded all the climate change over their heads, so they got to, you know, do that. Health and wellness and AI innovations. Uh, okay. So what's your Gen Z? So uh, we know a Gen Z is 11 through 26, somewhere in that. It's a little different for some people, but it's 11 to 26-year-olds, the official Gen Z window. So Kamala Harris yesterday was... Uh, she was doing her MLK stuff. Then she went to another place to, you know, campaign for Biden. And she was near a college, and she noticed some college kids. And because she's a huge phony and likes to cackle, she went out there and did some phony "I like you" thing with these kids. I see our college students. <laughs> And let me just tell you, I love Gen Z. Mm-hmm. I don't know if something Do I love Gen Z. <laughs> so, okay, for the older adults, this is going to be a humbling thing I'm about to share with you. If someone is 18 years old today, they were born in 2005. Um. <laughs> Oh, yeah, check that out. Think about that for a minute. <laughs> yeah, uh, and then uh, we did a little rewind, as we always do here, in the Rick Rewind Backtrack Machine, and we mm-hmm. found this little ditty from just about a year ago. What else do we know about this population, 18 through 24? They are stupid. <laughs> that is why we put them in dormitories. And they have a I mean, it just never, you know, it just never... But I love Gen Z. Oh, my God. Yeah. It's on top of everything else that we know and don't know yet. Based on what we've just been able to see, and because we've seen it or not, doesn't mean it hasn't happened. What? To address the root causes of migration. To address the root causes. The issue of root causes (laughs) is not going to be solved in one trip. Oh. To address the root causes as though it's something that can be dealt with overnight. To feel the effects of those root causes on our shores. It is time for us to do what we have been doing, and that time is every day. Freedom. Talking about the significance of the passage of time, right? The significance of the passage of time. So when you think about it, there is great significance to the passage of time in terms of. The oh, world. God. I'm dumber for yeah, you God, having God. made yeah. me listen to that. Yeah, I do feel dumber. I'm going to make an executive decision. I'm switching stories. Uh, can Ooh. you give me... I'm put you on the spot here. Let's see how good you are. I know you're not in the mood for it. Rick's like, I'm not in the mood I'm for anything. The mood. What, what do you want? Can you give me like ghost music? Like yeah, kind of yeah, eerie yeah. ghost music? That's perfect. <laughs> perfect for this show, Smoke. Just keep... Don't worry about electronics, Rick. We got smoke in the uh, background. Let me see. I don't know if I have any ghost, ghost music. There we go. Perfect. All right. Suzanne Summer's husband. Oh! Oh, yeah. He's a ghost? This? No, listen to this. <laughs> Name's Alan. He shared that he's been experiencing very strange spirits after her death. Three things happened the same day that were very strange. He said um, a hummingbird flew into their house and made the rounds in the kitchen and the living room and the dining room. If you've ever seen a hummingbird, yeah, they're incredible. He explained the hummingbird hovered in front of the frame picture of the couple in their breakfast nook. So the hummingbird flies in the house, flies a couple circles, and then just sits there and hovers in front of the picture of the two of them. And then it used the thigh master. Then he noted that the bird landed on top and stayed there and just sat on top of the picture. Um, Another one is, he said the fireplace started all by itself. Yeah. And then afterwards, music came on by Suzanne's favorite composer. Oh. 
He said, I feel her laying in bed beside me. I'm a believer now that there is afterlife. I'm convinced of it. I think there's something that we don't understand. Uh, I think there's a plane somewhere. After we discard our bodies, we still have a soul. And I think that soul comes in the form of energy, and I can feel her next to me at wow. my bed. Three's oh, oh. company, too. <laughs> Ooh. I know of some people that have I had believe them, instances but. like that. I have a, a family friend whose mother died, and um, I guess the mother was sick before she died. And she's and I think this is common with a lot of people. Um, it's not a red robin. What is it? It's a red the, herring. No, no. What's the red uh, bird? Maybe it is a red cardinal. Robin. Uh, cardinal. Thank mm-hmm. you. And um, or it's it's either a cardinal red robin. I no, whatever. Robin. A Doesn't matter. Um, and her mother said, "When you see them, that means it's me, and I'm always there." And one day she was sitting on her back patio and they're not common to the area, but she was sitting on her back patio and she said, I was thinking of my mom and I was really sad and I looked up and one of those birds landed right in front of her on the newel post on the fence, right in front of her. Really? So I, I kind of think that stuff like that can be sent to you, you know? Yeah, no, no, that's, uh, yeah. Do you follow WWE? Or maybe no. you did back in the day? You know who Hulk Hogan uh, is, no, right? No, no, yeah, of course I do. Okay. So he helped rescue a teenage girl involved in a car crash. I don't know if you know this, but Hulk Hogan just gave his life to the Lord. He's born again. He got baptized Oh, the other I didn't day. know that. Sure did. And um, he helped rescue a teenage girl. I guess her car overturned. This was a multi-car accident over in Clearwater. You know, he's got the store out there in mm-hmm. Clearwater, which sometimes he makes appearances at. Um, he was driving with a friend, and they stopped to... Like, I think anyone would, but he happens to be big enough and strong enough to actually be able to physically help. And thank goodness he didn't sit there and whip out his phone and just video it like most idiots these days. Um, So he got her out of the car. The airbags, I think, had her pinned against the seat. And so he popped the airbags with a tool that he had and was able to get her out of the car. He said, last night after we left dinner in Tampa, I saw a car flip in front of us. I can't even imagine. Yeah. and this was, a, I think his wife at, was saying this and say, I, I, I admire my husband and one of our good friends that was there and they just were puncturing the girl's airbag, try to get her out of the car as quickly the as possible. The airbags deflate immediately. I don't understand that it part. It says she was pinned. Um, by all appearances, she was unscathed, just really rattled. And you never wow. know when you flip a car mm-hmm. if it's going to explode. You know, I mean, you just want to get out of the car. Yeah. Or at least I would. I know a lot of the times, too, you're not supposed to move somebody because they could be gravely injured and you're trying to prevent any further injury but he was able to get her out so he was a he he was a hero i don't know if he's gonna make a habit of this or what coming up on hulkster 911 real calls from real people made to hulk hogan Hulkster 911, what's your emergency, brother? Yeah, you've got to help me. I think there's an intruder in my house. I'll be right there to put him in a pile driver, brother. Huh? No, send the police. No way, brother. I'm going to come put him in a figure four light lock. Then hit him with the steel chair. What you going to do when the Hulkster comes to rescue you? It's all coming up on Hulkster 911. Hulkster 911, what's your emergency, brother? I don't care. I have caller ID and I'm coming to your house to take everybody down. The Hulkster's coming for you, brothers. Don't miss it. I know. It's crazy, right? Crazy talk. Hey, you're with Stupid News of the Rick Stacy Morning Show. Who's the stupid one now? With Jill and Smokestack. Oh, yeah. Okay. Here we go. All right. So, Dr. Drew, you've seen him. He's been on many networks uh, talking about stuff that uh, involves doctors and health and all that. Doctory things. Yeah. But here it is. One of TV's... Where's it going? I don't know. One of TV's uh, medical personalities is weighing in on the extremely worrisome finding coming from a recent study on marijuana. Have you been smoking marijuana? Yeah. New data's come in. Somewhat uh, scary. 
Here's what he had to say about the new study that just came out. Dr. Drew. These are extremely worrisome data. And when this st- first started coming up, I actually was somewhat doubtful. It's, it seemed too much to me. It's like I, we were always aware that cannabis was associated with psychotic episodes. But the previous sus- suspicion was it was primarily people who were sort of heading that way already. Perhaps that, that's why they were using the drug. But it is now exquisitely clear that the fact that in particularly in the states where it's legal for recreational use, the concentration of the cannabis is so spectacular, it's approaching 100% that literally it's a different drug. It has a different effect on people. And now, very commonly, we're seeing hyperemesis, people that develop these vomiting episodes that are uncontrolled. And the last thing that anybody ever asked them was, were they smoking or using a bunch of weed? But in fact, it's very common from weed. If you look at the textbooks, it says it's uncommon. Wow. So? So people that smoke weed can have psychotic episodes? Yeah, that's what they're saying. I don't buy it. Well, you know, it does have its roots in hell. These high school boys and girls are having a hop at the local soda fountain. A hop. Innocently, they dance. Innocent of a new and deadly menace lurking behind closed doors. Marijuana, the burning weed with its roots in hell. <laughs> okay. I mean, I don't know. Some of the research you're looking at, they're like, 50% of people people go to the emergency room. And it's because like, they feel like they're, not, they're dying. Nobody's actually dying. And not only that, the vomiting, I mean, that happens more to me when I'm drinking than anything else. Okay. Do you Dr. throw up from too much pot? Dr. Drew, are you only listening? Once. Well, yeah, Dr. Drew's like, the concentration's so high. And I'm like, how do you know? Well, I mean, he looks at the data and he's a doctor. He's a doctor. Is he going in there to see? Because you see a lot of dispensaries that will like fudge that stuff too. So like, Look, at super THC. And you get there, you're like, eh, it doesn't seem like it. <laughs> but also, you got to be careful. Like, recreational stuff versus medical stuff in some states is very, very different. Yep. That's how a friend of mine has, she was been prescribed the medical marijuana. Mm-hmm. And she was like, man, this is so much better than the crap I used to smoke in college. I'm like, really? She's like, yeah, the stuff in college used to make me feel terrible. This stuff makes me feel great. I mean, all the stuff here is kind of garbage, but in other states, like you go to Denver, the recreational is pretty good. And then the medical's like, whoa, buddy, what do you have? Because <laughs> this is crazy. Some of that stuff, like, you don't even want to touch it. Mm. I prefer bowling. All right, so here we go. It happened again. This guy's probably on some kind of medical marijuana. Pennsylvania man facing charges after police say he jumped through a window at a neighbor's house totally naked. Oh. Officers responded to the incident 7.15 a.m. in the morning. What? The, don't they know that these things are supposed to happen at 7.15 p.m. during dinner? Anyway, they found Michael Yankinchik. Oh, boy. 27. In the buff, shattering the window at the neighbor's house. What was he yanking? That's his name. Oh. Female resident then told police that Yankin Chick was still in the house. Another resident says Yankin Chick got up with <laughs> got up after breaking in and started walking towards him, repeating the words, I'm gonna kill you. No. He's naked. Whoa. He is butt naked. Cops got there, he was arrested, criminal trespass, nakedness, lewd and lascivious, blah, blah, blah. Wow. Yeah. He's Terror- without a pair of terroristic threats. Ugh. You know, can you, I don't know if I could take that seriously with you without pants on. Yeah. Like, you're going to what? <laughs> no, you're going to go to Walmart first, get some pants, and then try to come back and do that. <laughs> yeah. Have you been smoking marijuana? Airplane passengers who wear red might get better service on airplanes when compared to those non red passengers. I don't what? Anything this red. applies for women and men. 
Airline staff may subconsciously perceive passengers in red as more important or of higher status, leading to enhanced customer service experiences. Also, if you're on the hookup trail, this also works for that. Really? Yes. Opposite sex passengers who are looking to hook up in the bathrooms are attracted more to people wearing red. Is this going to be like the pineapple thing? Now i got to be conscious to not Uh, wear red on a plane? Yeah, this has happened to me before, but not on a plane. What? You know how Disney has like the gay days where it's like super gay celebration? Mm -hmm. And I, my buddy of mine used to work there. He's like, hey, we go for uh, Disney today. I got the day off and I still have a couple free tickets. I was like, cool. Sweet. I had a a red shirt, you know, one of the movie shirts we got here. And I'm getting ready to leave. And he's like, dude, I can't let you do it. I'm like, what? He's like, change your shirt. I'm like, what's wrong with my shirt? He's like, it's red. I don't get it. And he's like, red's how everybody knows when you go to the park. Who's, you know, down for gay days and who's just going. Is that true? <laughs> that was the rumor I got. And I was like, wait. And then I get there and like, you look around like, whoa. And you see all the dudes looking at, you know, wearing red, looking at each other like, hey, what's up? I hey. wonder why red? Is there some kind of psychological well, it's, reason? It's called, the, it's called the red dress effect, a phenomenon oh. that psychiatrists say is common with women. Women wearing red are deemed by males more desirable, period. Yep. Oh, hence the lipstick. I can't pull off red. Oh, oh, no. You got the perfect hair for red. No, I just, it's too harsh. Maybe like no, it's a. it's not. Certain shades make you look like a clown. I'll say that. Yeah, I feel like that bright, bright red would just wash me out. Yeah, because I mean. It's never it, been my color. It's a certain shade. It's like you go from sexy to bozo real fast. And it's. I usually just like to wear different shades of black. Whoa. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, here's a letter written to. Uh, but. Beatrice, is that the name at Facebook? She's Beatrice. 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 Um, Beatrice. Beatrice. Who uses that name anymore? Lady Beatrice. and Kill Bill. Hello, 1947. Uma Thurman's name in Kill Bill. Here's yeah. my wife, Beatrice. Anyway, she's on Facebook. She writes, uh, when my husband and I married 12 years ago, we were both ambitious and hardworking. We would work out together and we're both excelling in our careers. He was let go from his job in 2020, and it's gone downhill since then. He hasn't found a new one. His current job has practically no room for advancement, and he earns a fraction of what he did before. He says it's an interim job. Meanwhile, I've been steadily moving up at my company. To top this off, my husband has lost motivation to do any working out. He used to have hobbies like working out. But, boy, she really likes that working out thing. <laughs> That's all she needs. But now, one he just, hobby. now he just scrolls on the internet, and that's all he does. He's sad. I've tried discussing my feelings with him, but it hasn't led to any changes. I don't know, superficial? Yeah, what's uh, your feelings? I'm doing good at work and you're not. Loser. I don't want to <laughs> nag, but I'm at the wit's end. How can I either come to terms with this situation or motivate my husband to make some positive changes? I got an idea. How about you divorce him, not ask for alimony, and then to the husband if he's listening. Yeah, man, I'm working for you. How about you just be encouraging to each other? Can't you go, hey, babe, I he's, see you're, he's not, I, he's not saying see anything you're getting to into a hole. Let's... Come on up. I can't let you. I can't let you sink into this hole. Let's go. Let's go do something good for your mental health. Because I feel exercise will probably make him feel better. You can't push somebody to exercise. No, you can't. But you can suggest it, and then just and that's then all that's you annoying. Can do. Yeah, but I don't think exercise is the problem. She seems more bummed about the fact that he's not happy at work and he's not making as much money. No, no. See, when he's I got wor- a part-time job. Yeah, he used he's to have working. A, he used to have a big job. No, he's slopping around at home on the internet scrolling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but why does she throw the thing in? Like, I still have my job, and I'm doing well. And because like, she's not in love with him for, for like real love. She's in love uh, with him because of the idea of what they used to be and everything. And she wants him to work out and be an Adonis and all that, which is all great and fine. But you can't make somebody something they don't want to be. Now, let me flip it real quick because I have a question for you guys. Um, because I could see where 
if you're the one working, like if you guys were working and you could live on a single income household and you came home every day and your wife was sitting in the chair watching soap operas, scrolling on social media, the house was a mess, the laundry wasn't done, dishes were in the sink, they gained 20 pounds, wouldn't you be like... I'm not saying divorce them, but I'm saying wouldn't you try to be encouraging to be like, okay, no, let's, not encouraging. Let's not I'd do start this screaming. I'd probably start screaming. It's like no, I would hire a hot French maid in a skimpy oh, outfit to clean. And she'd be like, what are you doing? I'd be like, well, somebody's got to do it. Do you see how that could be frustrating for her, though, being the one that's the one that's working, and then you come home and he's just in this chair doing social media and not contributing in any way. I could see where that might be a little the, frustrating I, Yeah, I can see the job thing being a little, uh, yeah. Not even the I mean, job. I mean, if you can survive on one, that's fine. But it's like, if, you, if you're not contributing in this way, at least contribute in another way. So when I get home from working all day, I don't also then have to do the laundry and wait, the dishes and that. Well, it doesn't mention it anything about him yeah, doing chores. It didn't say anything about was, that in the story, and it didn't say anything. She said work out at least 10 times in the story, which makes me think she just is physically- Wants his body different. Wants his body yeah. to be back, and you know, that's it. It's not it. like he quit to be a part-time bum, you know? He got let go because of COVID. He probably felt sad about it, put 15 pounds on it. She's like, loser. You she know, didn't say anything about getting weight either. I feel like that happens to out. women all the time, though, after they have babies. Their bodies change, and- Sometimes your husband would be like, hey, my wife gave me children and she's beautiful. And then sometimes you'll have dudes that be like, my wife's not fat now because she had a baby. Yeah, well, that's a jerk. You know, your wife pushes a kid out. I assume she's going to need a little recovery time. Not like, where's the workout? I know you just got to push a watermelon-sized human out, but come on, let's there's, get to it. There's people like that out there. Ew, don't have babies with I, them. I know. Finally, the world's first trillionaire could happen within decades. What? According to the anti-poverty organization Axfam International, who is it going to be? Axfam, which for years has been trying to highlight the growing disparities between the super-rich and the bulk of the global population during the World Economic Forum's annual meeting of communists, the group said the fortunes of the five richest men, Tesla, Elon Musk, by the way, he's number one again. He See beat that? out Bernard yeah. Arl... No, I don't know if he... Bernard Malt is second, or is he first? He's first. I just did it the other day. Okay, he's first. Yeah, yeah, Elon's he's first. second. Jeff Bezos is third. There we go. Okay. Uh, so Bern much money, though. A trillion is a thousand billion. I was about to add, put you... I was like, that's all great what you're reading, but I don't understand it. So smoke in layman's terms. Yeah. What? It, it's a thousand millions? Yeah. Oh, a billion a is a thousand billion. million. A billion, a billion is a thousand millions, and a trillion is a thousand billion. Holy crap! Yeah. But think about that. That is unreal. So the Oxfam uh, organization, which uh, you know says that it, within ten years, maybe a little more. Who do you think is it going to be? Someone that we've never heard of? Um, I don't know. I or don't do you think the the rich get richer? Well, because they're smart with their money and they they have people well, that they can afford to have to invest the money properly. It's When you got money, it's easy to make money. It's and money grows exponentially if you're doing it right. I watched Wolf of Wall Street again the other day. Yeah. Great movie. How quickly he gets rich and how money and it's just, it's everywhere. It's just money, money, money. I kept thinking, God, there are people that are that rich out there that just have so much money. They just don't even, they could do anything in the world that they want to do, they can do. Well, wow. yeah, isn't that? I would. I couldn't even imagine that. No. Well, we'll see what happens. Jeff Bezos is obviously in the mix for this. He wants it so bad. Oh yeah. I'm Jeff Bezos. Great news! Within ten years, the world will have its first trillionaire. Oh, please let it be me and not Elon Musk. Oh, but the way it's going at Twitter, it probably ain't gonna happen. <laughs> imagine. Having one trillion dollars. <laughs> because really, I'm getting a little bored being just another run-of-the-mill billionaire.
billionaire. There are like 3,000 billionaires on the planet. So get to shopping, people, and not at your local mom and pop. Because with a trillion dollars, imagine all the good I can do for all of humanity. Actually, imagining is all you're going to do because I'm just going to blow it all on mega yachts and Lauren's lip enhancements. <laughs> Rick Stacy Morning Show with Jill and Smokestack. I don't mean to offend you. And don't. On 105.9 Sunny FM. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. (laughs) 